Meeting number nine, the ultimate meeting. We should be out of here in about 30 minutes, I figure. Um, so, so we have a big agenda for today. Uh, I will explain the process in a few moment, moments, but I want to allow Artie to say some welcoming words. Yeah, yeah. Thank, thank you so much. And thank you, Bella, and Fest for coming. Uh, it's really important for us to see you here because you started this all in a positive way, and we're here to hopefully finish it today. Thank you. Um, so I just wanted to say I'm Artie Harris. I'm the chair of the planning board in Montgomery County. And I, I want to say that, you know, as a work group is coming to a close, I just wanted to thank all of you uh, for all your hard work and committed commitment to this process. Uh, it's, I, I know it's only it's not only been a commitment of time because I've seen it from my staff, but also a thought and clear investment during meetings, not only here, but also outside of here, because I, I see from my staff how they've been working weekends and evenings and days. And so it's important that I recognize that and thank all of you. Um, you should know that uh, I've been on the other side of the fence. I've been a developer for the past 23 years, uh, the last 14 years at Montgomery Housing Partnership developing affordable housing. And before that at the Pizzuto Group, developing market rate and affordable. So I know the development process and I know how important it is. And I really value a very uh, efficient um, land use process through building permit approval process. So. Um, our team, our staff, and I'm very committed to having a better, faster process. So at the beginning of this process, uh, Steve, you set out some goals, shared principles, and I just want to repeat them quickly here because uh, they, they're very, very important. One is the Montgomery County residents and applicants for development approvals deserve the best and most efficient process. Racial equity and social justice must not be compromised in our decisions. Montgomery County must focus on economic development and improving the development review process that will help ensure a better economic development environment for all. And last, that every person's experience tells a story that needs to be heard and respected. So this work has led to a comprehensive package of recommendations and actions to undertake in the near and long term, and we're all committed to it. So many thoughtful, in-depth conversations have been had on areas for improvement and strengthening by combining professional and technical expertise of the planning staff of various counting agencies and park staff and experience input of the development representatives here and broader community. This group has provided meaningful ideas and recommendations. So I am thankful for your participation today in voting on these final recommendations and getting Delegate Lopez what she needs to go to the General Assembly in the coming weeks. So I look forward to seeing the final recommendations this evening or tomorrow and know that we collectively as a commission and a county will continue to improve our process. So thank you again for your time and your commitment and you should know that we will work behind this after this is to continue to improve the process working with our planning staff with DPS and all the other county agencies. So thank you for your time. Thank you. But I, I hope in your words, you didn't think that maybe we're going to be working here until um, late. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I know you guys do whatever it takes. <laughs> thank you. 
Thank you. I also just want to acknowledge Stephen Schofer. I think this is your first meeting, at least in person with us. Yeah. So uh, welcome. Glad you could make it in person on this final meeting. Um, so let me let me just quickly share one slide or yeah, two slides, go through the agenda, and then I'm going to ask the delegate to also share some opening words. This this PowerPoint slide is probably imprinted on your eyeballs when you go to sleep at night, but again, it's just a reminder of why we're here and kind of the time frame in which we're working. Um, we're going to hear some opening comments, um, and then I'm going to kind of talk through our, pro our, our proposed process for voting. Again, rearticulate what we mean by consensus um, and uh, talk about the allocation of time and how we're going to be trying to uh, track the time. And then at the very end, we'll save some time to talk about what happens next. Um, so let me turn it over to Delegate Lopez, who has see, helped see this through from the beginning to the end. Yes. Well, thank you, Steve, for being our moderator, mediator. There's probably a few other M words in there to throw <laughs> to your title from this process. Referee. Referee. You know. um, I think, you know, it's an interesting day for things to come to a close. Because, you know, anytime things come to a close, you feel a little bit reflective. When we started this process, I don't think people had really firm expectations of what was going to happen here because this is the first time a group like this has. And so, um, without knowing exactly where the bar was set uh, to begin with, I think the the progress that this work group has has made, the product that you have come up with and are, will be finalizing today is really phenomenal. And I think it's exceeded everyone's expectations of what was going to happen here. And that is a testament to the dedication of the folks who are here, who have come to the table uh, in good faith as subject matter experts. Uh, we could not do the work that we have to do as legislators without tapping into your brains and, and your um, expertise when it comes to um, you know, really any type of legislation, but specifically something outside of our general policy purview, right? Um, at the state legislative level, we don't deal with land use issues. And so we're in this weird position where we have oversight without fully understanding the subject matter. And you've helped build in that gap. And I'm really appreciative for you taking time out of your already busy schedules of doing this work to help advise us. Um, so I take that very seriously. And um, I'm, I'm just so appreciative of your willingness to come together, um, you know, as public servants uh, to see this through. Um, having two significant state bills to take away is, is phenomenal. That is exactly what I was trying to get out of this and trying to streamline that process. The work that you're going to continue to do today to vote on the county levels, of course, it's out of my, my purview, um, but I think it's so significant that um, I'm going to do what I can to uplift that and be supportive with whatever this work group decides to do. Um, we started this, I made it clear that um, just to operate from a position of trust for me, it's kind of a third party in this, that I would not be introducing anything outside of what this work group has come up with. Um, that is still true. I do want to tell you that there is a transparency tweak that has come up uh, from the, the, the uh, Senator Kramer bill from last year. I think we might have um, 
been a little bit one size fits all when it comes to some of the requirements for what parking planning has to do when it comes to like tours and things like that. We just have to make sure that the, the legislation we pass actually reflects the reality of the work you're doing. And I think that there's a possible tweak there that's outside of the work of this of this work group, but I just want to be open that that's something that we're thinking about doing. Um, also, uh, I brought up the concept of having like communications audits for notifications and other things that has not been explicitly, um, uh, you know, discussed or finalized by this work group. And in fact, it kind of goes outside of the development review process. And so that's another piece of legislation that's kind of, um, you know, in flux. If you have thoughts, concerns, particularly uh, specifically folks from like the community leadership perspective on what that should look like, uh, let me know because it's something that we're going to keep um, keep working on. Um, again, it, it extends outside development review process, so it doesn't really need to be a part of this, but I want to be open and transparent that these are two things that we're working on too. Um, the other thing for everyone to think about is kind of like what comes next with this, right? You have this list of county recommendations. There's an immediate sense what the presentation of that looks like. I know there's going to be an executive summary and then you'll go into more details about everything like that. Um, I think that's great. In the letter of intent, um, it says it will be sent to me and to members of the county council. After that, um, I think it would be an appropriate measure to have the county council have like a briefing to explain actually what the findings of this work group is. You've committed, what, five, six months to this. So I think giving a chance to, to articulate and be able to answer any questions that the county council might have in a public way would be a good step. Um, I don't have a commitment from the county council to do that, but I just want to offer it as a suggestion that I would make. Um, after that, you know, it's really kind of whatever folks decide to do with these recommendations. The county council has the full jurisdictional authority to enact whatever those recommendations that you finalize today will be. Um, I can I can be helpful in, in talking to them and explaining what the process might be outside of you know the subject matter expertise that you would offer. Um, but ultimately, you know, it, it's it's up to them to move it. And I would make the suggestion for folks in this work group who might be hearing from the public that. Um, you know, there's these conversations or these like elements that have, have been brought up but have not been resolved to come up with some type of way of addressing those lingering issues in a way that feels, um, you know, transparent and engages the public because people are certainly um, engaged and interested in this um, and, and, you know, the results of this work group. And so it would behoove the folks involved here to figure out what path would look like in a way that's appropriate. Um, and it's compliance all over. Um, so with that, I'm just really thankful uh, that everyone here has has come to the table in good faith and we have achieved as much as we could. Uh, like I said, I don't think anyone knew what to expect to come come from this working group, but um, you know, the issues have been stubborn and a little bit thorny, and I'm sure we'll see a lot of that today as we continue through our voting. Um, just being re realistic about this process. Uh, if it was easy, we wouldn't have to have this work group put together. Um, 
but you all have been incredible and I'm really humbled that I've uh, had the opportunity to get to know you and learn more about this subject area. So consider this, whether you like it or not, or whether you want to consider this a part of an ongoing relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Delegate. Sure. I know uh, Diane has her hand up. Diane, you want to come off mute and ask, uh, ask a question, make a comment? Yeah, I actually, thank you. And thank you, uh, Delegate Lopez. I have a question and I have a comment. Um, I'll start with a comment. First of all, um, the group itself has not seen any drafts of legislative proposals. I just want to be clear on that because we are talking about transparency. And so to the extent that the group is being asked to vote on things that involve legislative transparencies, um, I think there's a disconnect where we haven't actually seen the legislation that we're being asked to vote on. And so on behalf of Senator Kramer, I just want to make sure that um, that, you know, any vote, his position is not reflected because the bills haven't actually been shared with us. The second thing is a question. Um, Delegate Lopez, I think you mentioned that there are separate bills that are being worked on that weren't part of this discussion. Am I, did I understand that correctly? Uh, yes, yeah, so I said that I would be open if there was any other bills that had to do kind of in general with our work at the Metro Washington Area Committee. Um, and I wanted to be open with the group about what those might be as they took shape. One of them has to do with a fix of the transparency bill that we passed last year. It was a little bit all encompassing. I think there needs to be some tweaks there. Um, it seems kind of like par for the course that sometimes we pass a bill and then we see its impact and realize we need to do tweaks and fixes. So it aligns there. And then the other part is figuring out some type of you know, frequent audit of our um, communication methods to make sure they actually fit what the needs are of the communities that we're trying to um, engage with, right? What, what I mean by that is that to me, it seems arbitrary and ineffective to come up with some type of, um, you know, binding legislation that says every, for every project, you have to send out, you know, two emails and three tweets because we know technology changes and the way people use, um, you know, use technology and the way they receive information changes. And so in order to have an ongoing conversation with our communities, we need to have frequent kind of check-in points. But that is something okay. that would exceed outside of development review. That's just in general how parking planning operates. Okay, thank you. All right, any other questions or comments for the delegate? And I would say to Diane's first point, Tom Lewis was the author of the SHA legislation. Um, I believe that, I mean, that I received it yesterday. And so I know there was a big email thread, but I, it, it's in there. And then the second part, the author was Christina, and that was circulated as well yesterday. Um, it, uh, it wouldn't surprise me if those get lost in all the email threads because there was so much exchange, but those were distributed um, for certain yesterday and I think previous, previously as well. Yeah, were so they I, distributed to the group or just to some internal group? Uh, I think so. So, so let me let me just I'll try and state this accurately and let me know if I don't get it right. So we had conversations on the state um, recommendations early on in this process. 
Um, and we we got. Again, uh, one time one of them we actually had a vote. We had general agreement and the delegate was looking for language, so we assigned Christina and Tom to draft language for the delegate, but not not um, my understanding was that the bill language was not something that the work group was going to weigh on. It was the recommendation of kind of what needed to go in the bills. So um, those got drafted. I, I think Christina's uh, went out last week to the delegate. Um, Tom's actually went out Friday, but it got lost in the mix. Uh, we got it to the delegate yesterday, but that that was a separate assignment to after we discussed and agreed that then um, Christina and Tom would draft the language for the delegate to get it to her early, given her October 15th deadline. Did I, did I ca characterize that correctly? Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. All right, so um, I was gonna allocate certain number of minutes for each uh, vote and you know, we're, we're now kind of a little bit down on the count. So let Great. me, let, let me just, let, let, let me just do a quick review here. So um, in the last four or five meetings, maybe four, we discussed 13 out of 23 categories. Enormous amount of work, and obviously we didn't get to everything. So this is just a reminder of the categories that we got to where the recommendations are coming from. Um, so after last Wednesday's meeting, we got seven additional submitted recommendations, as well as the the uh, the triumvirate of county executive, county council, uh, park and planning got together afterwards to kind of um, solidify what we had heard in the meeting on the 20th and uh, developed as a result of that some additional proposed recommendations. So I think there's 11 or 12 total that were added to what you saw last Tuesday afternoon. Um, I also took on the task for tab B of the spreadsheet for those who are tracking the spreadsheet. Um, we we talked last time about the need not to have it organized um, by the categories, but more who would be responsible for addressing the issues that didn't belong in the development review process. So tab B, which I did circulate yesterday or the day before, I can recirculate it, has now been organized in that fashion and will go into the final report as an appendix, uh, assumedly uh, uh, in kind of the, the status it's in right now. So it's clearer on, if anyone wants to refer to it, they can see uh, specific testimony and who the responsibility for addressing it is. Um, we also, uh, made sure that there was consistency. You know, this is kind of the English teacher exercise, right? Uh, that there was consistency in how we started off each recommendation. So um, we tried to start it with an action verb to make it clear on kind of uh, really clear from the get go what was actually being recommended. And we concluded in each and every one with who would have responsibility for taking action. So it, the, the first 17 may look a little different uh, than they did, and it's mainly kind of those language type of changes. And then Pam, I think there was one, uh, two, two recommendations in the original 17 that got combined into one because they were saying the same kind of things. One was a repeat of another one, basically. So, 
So that, that's what we've done. Um, we actually didn't have a first meeting post September 20th until Monday afternoon. So uh, as always, it's been a scramble. It hasn't been perfect. Uh, and we've tried to do the best job we can to kind of capture everything that was submitted, everything that was said. Uh, Amanda and I were even going back and forth on emails at 1030 last night. So um, so we're doing our best and, and hopefully we can get through this kind of cleanly today. All right. So um, I have a kind of an enhanced slide on consensus. If you want to have a copy of it, um, it's uh, it's a handout over there. So just to reiterate, um, each member of the working group will have a vote on each recommendation uh, as long as they're here in person or virtually. And as I tra have tracked it, the two working group members who are online are Diane and Tiffany. Um, so we just need to make, I I'm going to need help sometimes on making sure I'm capturing all the votes. Uh, and so it's in person and uh, online. Uh, we have gone through a process where we're trying to seek a full agreement on every recommendation. Um, for recommendations that meet the 67% threshold, um, we will be tracking which organizations represented here did not agree to that, just so it can go into the public record in, uh, in the appendix. Um, for any recommendation to make the report, they have to get what we're calling a supermajority, the 67%. Uh, we may need to do the math here. I think we have 17 people here. So um, 12 is more than two thirds, 11 is not, okay? As long as we keep this intact group of 17, 17 for each vote. And an abstention does not count towards support. So you have, uh, we have to get, again, if it's 17, we're gonna have to get 12 yeses in order for something to pass as a recommendation. Um, after each vote is conducted, we will not have any further discussion on that particular issue, so we can move on. Um, we're going to give a little bit more time for discussion before the vote for all the new stuff post 920 meeting, uh, just because people saw it for the first time a day ago, and some of it may not be entirely clear on what is meant, and so we're going to give opportunity to clarify. Um, so the way I thought about time and we're, like I said, we're running a little late, uh, on average, if we have a, we have about 200 minutes left in this meeting, uh, assuming 15 at the end for talking about next steps, that averages seven minutes per, uh, recommendation. And I'm going to allot less time for the first 17 and more time for the final 11 or 12. Um, if we can get to a vote on a recommendation without discussion, I'll be doing my happy dance. Okay. I won't, I won't, I won't reveal what that is until that time comes. Libu. Uh, sorry to do this, but is this a hand vote or a roll What what's people's <laughs> preference? I it will be quicker to do hand vote. I agree. Obviously. I just I just wanted to be so sure. um that would be my preference if people are comfortable with that. All right. Yeah, that's fine. I would prefer a voice vote, actually. I don't want to make this longer than than it is. Um, if I'm the only one that prefers that, that's fine. I'm happy to be voted down on that, but I just wanted to 
You said you'd prefer roll call. I didn't hear you, Tiffany. Yes, I do. Uh, okay. I, I agree with Tiffany. I think it's just been hard for folks, quite frankly, virtually to know when there is a vote, when they are being counted as a vote. And so for us virtually, it is a way to clearly set out when we are being asked to vote, when our vote is being counted, and that's it. I think okay. we could do that for the virtual members, but I think in this room, it would be faster if we hand vote. And I think we all can see each other clearly, and it's good for um, our legal person to be able to take down who's in what um, department. I think it would take two minutes at most, not even, to do the voice votes for 18 people. Uh, yes, no, yes, no. And this enables everybody to see because frankly, what we see on our screen is not the entire group the way you're seeing them. So the my only hesitation, Diane, is um, I'm okay with that as long as there's no real discussion for the, for the items. As soon as we enter into any kind of discussion, clarification, then I think the vote just adds extra time that way. So I agree with you. You take it to a vote. I'm not kidding. I mean, if two people online say they need to have a roll call, I mean, sure, we can we, we can take a vote. Group says, sure, well, roll call, we do roll call. I will say that it is very difficult for folks watching at home. You really do not see the room. It's like this big. Um, or it just right when, when the PowerPoint, when the PowerPoint so, slide is up or when yeah. the Word document is so up. I'm just seconding that because I've I've been told that by a number of people. Can we just say how many are are right. in each camp? There are right. seven yeses and ten noes in the right. room. As soon as you put your hand up, Steve can announce what it is. And we're going to have to record the the no votes for the record, right? Absolutely. Kate, you were pointing to, but I. Well, I was, I'm sorry, I was just going to say it's my understanding too that the person taking notes is going to note who voted in which, correct? No. Yes. So yes. I, yes. I think. Okay. So it's for, I mean, it'll be on the record who voted what. Right. I, the main thing that I'm talking about recording, because we, we've said if something gets 67%, it will say the work group approved this recommendation and there were representatives from X, Y, and Z that did not support this recommendation. So I, I don't think for every single vote, we're gonna list the 12 people or more that <laughs> voted yes and the those who did not. I will just say Kimberly says it's easier to do a roll call for her to keep track. So if that's the case, then maybe that's the way we do it. We'll do what Kimberly wants. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. okay. She's the one that has to keep us straight. I, I'm all for keeping Kimberly happy. You know, she's been doing amazing work this whole time. All right, so we will do roll call, and and therefore what I will say is that means that all of the discussions need to be even shorter than I had planned in my mind. Okay, so Gary, can I make? A I think Delegate Kramer had his hand up. Okay, um, let me take Gary first, and then Senator Kramer. I was going to make a bold proposal and light of time that 1 through 15 we've all discussed and pretty much reviewed. I'm comfortable voting yes on all those and whether we vote those as a block to save time right. versus if you want to do one by one, I'm okay with that, but just uh, it saves time for some of these newer ones that maybe need more discussion. So, so from an expeditious point of view, I like that, but I do think there are going to be individuals on uh, at least several of these where it it's won't fine. be a unanimous vote. That, the table, if that, yeah. you know, that would probably have to be unanimous to, yeah, to do right. that. So. Um, I think 
you just as you as you bring up each number, if it's unanimous, then that's easy. That's, that's fine. Then. But otherwise, if there are people who object, then then do the roll call. Okay. Does that make sense? Or yeah. All right. So so like I said, with the, with the um, I'm sorry, Senator Kramer, go ahead. Nope, I think Tom just nailed it on the head and the gentleman before it makes perfectly good sense if there's no controversy on one of the uh, items ask for a unanimous vote if it's unanimous you don't need to take roll call but where there is not a unanimous vote um, I was going to agree with uh, those who were suggesting it be a roll call vote so that there is a solid record um, that again everyone is aware of because the point about uh, what those of us who are watching online it's just a tiny you know we've got the massive uh, part of the screen dedicated to uh, the print material, but you can't see the individuals in the room uh, to understand who took what vote. So thank you. I think it's resolved. So uh, I appreciate that. Thank you. Okay. Um, so here's the process I thought through, but again, I'm happy to do this even quicker than this. So I'm, I'm going to read each recommendation aloud. If there's any kind of comment that needs to happen or clarification or We'll do our best to address it quickly, but I'd like to move to for the first 17 to the vote as quickly as we can. Um, so we're not going to be wordsmithing here. We're not going to be copy editing. This may not be in the language you would have written, but it's kind of your your voting for or against the spirit of what the recommend recommendation is saying. We could have had you know 22 different versions here for each recommendation if we left it to each person to draft it. So. Um, you know, that's just in the interest of time. Uh, and so then the final 11 or 12, I we have kind of two number 28, so I guess there's 12, uh, allowing for more time just because people literally just saw these. They may need clarification on it. But again, we're, we're not intending here to change the recommendation. Just make sure that you understand the intent behind it, what it means, clarifying language, et cetera. So we're going to give allocate a little bit more time here, and I'm still hoping to get us all out of here by 1:30, if not before. Um, Karen, you kick me under the table if you can, like you know, if we start lagging behind. And I need I need everyone's uh, support in kind of moving this along. Um, I can talk about this later, but just just to let people know, a draft of the executive summary. Uh, is getting drafted. It's getting reviewed internally by our group of six. Um, and after today, we're going to incorporate recommendations, appendices, et cetera. And hopefully by late next week, can circulate it to the whole group to give you a couple work days to just give any kind of final feedback before we hit a very tight deadline of October 13th. So we can review this more later. But with that, I'm going to move to the Word document. All right, and let me make it a little larger. All right, large enough for people to see. All right, so um, just to review on number one, talked about this 
it was largely approved. Tom drafted language, sent it to the delegate. Um, her staff will kind of work it up for a bill. Um, same thing with Platts, correct? Uh, Christina drafted the language. Uh, delegates staff will massage it. That will go forward. Um, so with the third one, Tom, the third one. So with the third one, um, so this became a, a little bit of a hiccup controversy afternoon last yesterday afternoon, uh, last evening. Um, so this is going to need at least a little bit of discussion, but I'm going to ask that we talk about it at the tail end rather than kind of jumping right into where there may be controversy. Let's try and get a good momentum here on uh, hopefully approving a bunch of things, but we will definitely address number three uh, in the second phase of the voting. OK. Thank you. All right, so. I'm looking at number four. It's on the screen. You should have it in front of you. It reads explore the use of digital signatures on plats and allow for the archiving of digital plats. Using digital signatures on plats could save time, but future discussion and research is needed to see what changes can be made at the state level where mylars are required in discussion with engineering firms and surveyors need to occur to determine whether they have the ability to facilitate digital signatures. This will require action by the state planning board board and DPS. Um, so this is a proposal to change real property article change state law to allow the archivist to accept digital plans. So this was actually um, at the very end of the list that we sent out uh, on the 16th, no, on the 19th, 19th, um, as a kind of, we were still trying to figure out where it fit in as a recommendation, and we finally came up with some language for it, and it now sits here. So um, let me just ask quickly, Kimberly, you can track the time for me. Any quick comments or clarifications needed before we go to a vote on this one? I have a really quick comment. I just wanted to point out too that in looking at it, that um, there is the Maryland Uniform Electronic Transactions Act, uh, Commercial Law Title 21. So as you look at it, um, you may want to look at that in conjunction with the real property article. And that's all I was going to add. Great, thank you, Diane. And along those same lines, the code for you know, the, the requirements for professional engineers and the requirements for land surveyors already authorizes the use of electronic signatures. So I think it's what we're really saying is allow the archivist to accept a digital plat. Yeah. Um, but, right. but all the e-signature processing can be done and printed out on Mylar today. Mm -hmm. Nobody needs to take any action to make that happen. All right. So with no further comment on online or in the room, if for, for folks, so um, just so you know, it's hard for me on this little screen to, to see you just like it's hard for you to see us. And I, it's always hard for me to kind of look over my shoulder, but Diane and Tiffany, especially today, whenever you want to weigh in, just uh, let me know and we'll make sure you get in the queue for comments or questions or what have you. But we're, we're going to go to a vote on number four. So what uh, so the, the proposal was to quickly see if there's unanimity here on this before we do a roll call vote. Is that right? So can I just quickly see hands in the room for support of this recommendation? 
Tessie. Okay, so every hand is up. I see Diane, your hand is up. And Tiffany? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, okay, great. I see your virtual hand now, I see your physical hand. Great, all right, so that is unanimously passed. Yay, group. <laughs> right. See, I wanted to start on a positive, right? Okay, so let's get some momentum rolling here. All right, so next one. Number five. So now, we're, so that was the last state one, and obviously, Delegate Lopez um, will need to work with you after this meeting to figure out what kind of bill language, if any, you might need for that. Uh, so that can be done offline. So now. All of the rest of these are what we're calling non-state. So this could be county council, it could be a county agency, it could be planning, all right? So we just called them non-state recommendations. So there's 24 of these, I believe. Um, and like I said, most of the next 10 or 11 or 12 are ones that you should have seen a week ago. So uh, I'm gonna read it and then see if there's any. Robert? Just a quick note. Uh, Number six was com it combined previous number five and 14, and I know you covered that, but that that was consolidated to be a little bit more efficient. All right, okay. All right, so with number five, propose the new number five, proposed changes to the administra administrative procedures for development review and the zoning ordinance, increasing notice requirements to HOAs and civic associations to one mile in all zones. This change will increase the number of HOAs and civic associations that will be noticed with each application. This will require action by the planning board and the county council. Any questions, clarifications, quick comments? <coughs> Hearing and seeing none, let's again test for unanimity on this one. So if you're in favor of this, show of hands. All hands at the table up, all hands in virtual are up. All right, another one that passes unanimously. I won't uh, subject you to my my dance vote here or my vote dance. All right, so let's move to number six. See, I might have you out of here by 1.30, right? We're two for two in baseball. <laughs> number six, so this is the previous, from the previous list, if you have that, want to take a look at it. This combined key elements of previous number five and previous number 14 around notice. So this is create an opt-in email list for notice for of all projects will be used to send pre-submission meeting notices from the applicant, will be offered to pre-submission meeting attendees, and will be posted on the planning department website for individuals who wish to receive regular DRC agendas from the planning department. This will require action by the planning department. Isan. You're ready to vote. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right. Uh, any, any, any comments or questions? Steve, you're slowing us down. <laughs> do, I, do I need to read them aloud? Let me. Yes? Okay. All right. For the record. All right. So not seeing any comments or questions. Number six, all those approving this recommendation, hands up. All up in the room, same online. Three for three. 
I always tell my son when he's shooting foul shots, I need at least eight out of 10. So let's see how we do here. All right, number seven, update the sign template for clarity and include a QR code linked to the project for ease of access. This will require action by the planning department. Questions? Sharice, no, you're ready to vote. Too. Okay, the vote. You're trying to beat us on in terms of getting the hand up. All right. All right. No questions, comments online. All right. Um, if you are in support of this recommendation, hands raised. All right. Everything, everyone up in the room, everyone online. Another one clears the vote here. All right. Number eight, create a simplified applicant checklist for intake that provides clarity in items being requested and includes links to examples to make the intake process easier. This will require action by the planning department and is expected to be completed later this fall. Question or comment? Comment. Yeah, I, excuse me, on number eight, I know uh, we talked about this. Uh, Intake was one of the biggest issues that was raised before the group came together and uh, and also one of the one of the uh, issues that, that a number of developers uh, raised. It's one that we discussed, but we've never actually seen a draft of, of what's going on. We know that it's happening. I think that. Uh, uh, while I think it's something that's within the planning department's purview to be able to, to do this update, I I don't not knowing what the checklist is going to look like I, I would not want i would not feel comfortable voting for it so I, i'm i'm going to vote no um i just think that uh you know it, it would be good to have some idea of what the simplifications are and so forth and if the department is wants to go it's going to go forward with their internal process it's an internal process and we'll see what happens at the end, but I don't want to vote now for something that I'm not sure where where it's going to end up. So how we vote. OK, any other comments or questions? All right, so it looks like with this one we need to do roll call, so I'll I'll do roll call and. Um, anyone check me if I don't if I'm not calling out the uh, every member on the list, so. I'm just going to start with the list that I've had since early June. So Robert Cronenberg, yes, yes. or no? Yes. All right. Christina Sorrento. Yes. All right. Henry Coppola. Yes. Meredith Wellington. Yes. Okay. Tom Lewis. No. Pam Dunn. Yes. Livu Nadu. Yes. Did I say your name right? You did. I was very impressed. Yeah. I actually was like. <laughs> All right, now now Isan's name is going to challenge me too. Uh, Isan Motazadi. Sorry about that. No. No. Okay. Um, Stephen Schofer. No. Tim Couples. No. Tiffany Ward. No. Uh, Karem Carpio. Kate Cubitt? Yes. Gary Underberg? Yes. Amanda Farber? Yes. Cherise Scott? Yes. Diane Schwartz-Jones? No. Okay, so we have, and did I call everybody? I think I did. All right, so I have 
clarification for Kimberly. Karim, did you say no? No, I said I would no vote. Abstain. Abstain. Thank you. All right. So I've got um, one, two, three, four, five, six no's and one abstention. So that one does not pass. All right. So I'm just going to color code this here. All right. So red means it didn't pass. All right. So number nine. See, we can even do no civilly, huh? I love it. All right, so number nine, evaluate the intake process to reduce the amount of time from the receipt of the initial application to the date of acceptance of the application by reducing the number of repeat submittals. This will require action by the planning department. Any questions or comments? Hearing and seeing none. Um, let me see if there very quickly if there's um, unanimity on this one so we don't do a roll call vote. And any no's in the room? Any no's? No? All right. So everyone here is a yes online and. Yes. Okay, let's get the yes votes up. All right, that one passes unanimously. All right, number 10, provide training on intake for applicants and their consultants that is recorded and uploaded to the planning department website for future reference. This will require action by the planning department. Questions, comments, clarifications. Seeing and hearing none, let me just test for unanimity. Do I have, do I have any no votes here or abstentions? So let's just see the eyes real quickly. If you put just put your hand up. All right, that passes unanimously. All right. Um, number 11, allow submittal of certified site plans prior to issuance of the resolution, clarifying that plans cannot be approved without the resolution. This will require action by the planning board and possibly the council. Questions, comments, clarifications. All right, any no's or abstentions? All right, if I can see a yes vote for all the hands up. All hands up. Yep, unanimous again. Yeah. Yeah. Yes? Yes. Okay. Uh, I'm on number 12 now. I didn't I didn't skip any, did I? Okay. All right, 12. I hope not. Number 12, publish review timelines related to permitting processes on the Department of Permitting Services website. This will require action by DPS. Comments, questions, clarifications. Let me test to see if there are any abstentions or no's on this. Seeing and hearing none. All right, let's see all hands raised for approving this. OK, all hands up. Great, that passed unanimously. Number 13, pursue, pursue a zoning text amendment to allow sediment control permits to be issued prior to site plan bonding. This will require action by the county council. Questions, comments, clarifications. 
Hearing and seeing none, let me see if there are any no's and or abstentions. Seeing and hearing none, let's just see the hand vote. Everybody approving this? All hands up in the room, all hands up online. All right, another one passes. We're getting close to my, my son's free throw percentage. All right, number 14. Allow a right-of-way bond to be based upon the approved site plan and 125% of the cost estimate. This will allow the applicant to receive approval of a bond without engineering construction documents. This change will speed up the record plat approval process since bonding is required prior to record plat approval currently. This will require action by DPS. Any questions, comments, clarifications? Seeing and hearing none, let me just test for any no's or abstentions on this one. All right, uh, let me see all hands up if you approve this recommendation. All right, all hands up, so this one unanimously approves. We're going good here, folks. Number 15, improve coordination between DPS and the Montgomery County Department of Transportation to ensure consistency between comments made at preliminary plan and those made at site plan and make certain the applicant is clear on who is responsible at each stage. This will require action by DPS and MC DOT. Questions, comments, or clarifications? Seeing and hearing none, let me test for any no's or abstentions. Seeing and hearing none, let me see uh, hands up for approving this recommendation. Every hand is up in the room and online. Number 15 is unanimously approved. 16, evaluate and address the representation of East County from a planning, permitting, infrastructure, economic development, and marketing perspective. And as part of this review, the planning department should evaluate whether to update its planning area maps to recognize East County as a distinct region. This will require coordinated action by the planning department, county agencies, and community stakeholders. Questions, comments, clarifications? So, I think I'm going to be voting no on this because I think it's outside the preview of the original scope. I think it's a good idea, but I don't think it's within the scope of development review. Okay. Fair enough. My, my uh, take on it right now. Okay. Any other comments, questions, clarifications? Hearing and seeing none, so we'll do a roll call vote again. So this is number 16. All right, so 16. Uh, Robert? Uh, yes. Christina? Yes. Henry? Yes. Meredith? Yes. Tom? Yes. Pam? Yes. Yeah. Levu? Yes. Isan. Yes. Steven. Yes. Tim. Yes. Tiffany. Yes. Karim. Uh, yes. Kate. Abstain. Okay. Uh, Gary. Yeah. No. Amanda. Yes. Charisse. Yes. Diane. Yes. All right. So I've got um, 15 yeses. 
a no and an abstention. So that one passes because it uh, exceeds the 67% threshold. All right, so 17. Let's get it higher up on the screen. Require an applicant's affidavit from the pre-submission meeting be attached to the staff report. It should include a summary of concerns raised by the community at the pre-submittal meeting and the applicant's response to those concerns. In parens, issue address, change made, can't be done under current law, etc. The staff report should also include a specific section on community concerns that have been raised and how these concerns were addressed by the applicant. This will require action by the planning department. Questions, comments, clarifications. All right, let me test to see whether we have any abstentions or no's on this. Hearing and seeing none, let me uh, call a hand vote. Put up your hand if you are in support of this recommendation. All hands up in the room, all hands up online. 17 passes unanimously. All right, now I think we're moving into newer recommendations. Henry? Can I ask for a quick bathroom break? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> You're like an hour early, late. but yeah, what, yeah why, why, don't we, why don't we take, I mean, we've done good work. We just passed 14 out of 15 here. So why don't we take a five minute break? Because we're way ahead of schedule. Yep. <laughs> and Henry's in a real five minutes. <laughs>
still got Tiffany back with us before we go into the next round. If you're with us, great. Thank you. All right. Um, so we've got, uh, I believe, 12 more to go through here. And the, we've now moved into the newer category where there may need to be some further discussions since people, since these got submitted after the last meeting, our group didn't have a chance to kind of really look at it uh, and um, kind of position it in this document, do some copy editing, uh, and you all didn't receive it until 1230 yesterday afternoon. So you may have not even had a chance to really digest it. So first, um, so we're going to go through these one by one. Uh, and let me just ask everyone to uh, think about, so I'll, I'll read 18. And since you, again, you may not have had a chance to think about it, I'm just going to give you like 30 seconds to think about, do you understand this? Is it clear? Kind of where do you stand on this? Then I'll open it up briefly for comments, questions, or clarifications. Um, and um, and then we'll go to a vote. So I'll, I'll read it and then give just give you a little time to kind of digest it. Require applicants to provide an overview of opportunities for public comment and participation during the application review process at the pre-submittal meeting. This will require action by the planning department. Was this was this on the list last time? Pam, do you remember? It looks familiar, but I think it was actually. Okay. Yeah, I think it's the ones with the little stars that might be new. Right, this is the last got, one. I got it, got it, got it. Okay, so this is this is an oldie but goodie, I guess. Okay. All right. So um any questions, comments, clarifications? All right, any anyone a no or abstain on this one? All right, let's go to a hand vote. If you're in support of this recommendation, hands up. Every hand up in the room, every hand up in the on line. So number 18 passes unanimously. All right, and just so you know, I while you all were taking a break, I was marking all the past ones with in green. So green for go. All right, uh, so number 19. So this is a new one. So place a higher priority on water and sewer category changes. While not directly part of the DR process, category changes can impact a property's ability to submit an application for development review. This will require action by Montgomery County Department of Environmental Protection, DEP. So um, again, this is a new one. We talked about it some last week. Questions, comments, clarifications. So, so I just, I was going to offer a small amendment uh, and if it's okay with Charisse, uh, talk a little bit, but uh, basically it says place a higher priority on, and and it's hard to, you know, uh, know where what what the impacts would be if we don't know like other things that that have priorities, and so it's going to suggest an amendment uh, to say instead process applications for water and sewer category changes in a more timely manner, and then it, it's going to be on. DEP to, to do that, uh, but basically the, the resulting language would be process applications, water and sewer category changes in a more timely manner. And the rest would be the same. And the rest would be the same. Okay, so let me just put that on hold for a second. Let me see if there are any other clarifications on this one. I think you just said, Tom, so 
this is not part of the development process, but this would be a standalone and a recommendation for DEP to move this. Robert? I have a comment. Go ahead, Diane. Diane, then Robert. Okay, sorry. Um, thank you. So I support Tom's amendment because I also think that this language could be at odds with some of the state's own planning priority priority areas for development um, that relate to some of these issues. It's a little bit more complicated of a of um, substantive point. So I support Tom's amendment. Other other Robert. I don't know that I disagree with what Tom's saying, but that's not what the discussion was that we had. And I think from Alan's perspective, it was about prioritizing um, kind of not only the funding aspect of it, but the applications and whether that's the timely review. I think that's different than what was discussed. So Alan was here. He was here, but Alan, do you want to clarify anything here? Drifted into the background. <laughs> 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 the, the discussion on the 20th was really more about timing of applications. Um, you know, if you were going to make an additional recommendation on this, I would suggest uh, revising the county's uh, hiring process, but that's beyond <laughs> our scope. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it's really more it's it's I agree with I agree with Tom's um, recommendation. I think it's fine. But you can also ask the boss. Okay. So Tom, can you can just so I have it on paper here? Okay. Uh, can you slowly read the revised first so phrase? You would, so you would strike place a higher priority on. Yeah. And you would say process. And then insert process applications for. Applications for. Yeah, and then. Instead of place a higher priority on. Yes, and then um, right after it says uh, category changes insert. In a more timely manner. Right here. Yes. And in effect, it's a, it's a directive to DEP. To, to, to deal with this specific issue of these small, uh, small projects. Okay, so if we were to change it, would say process applications for water and sewer category changes in a more timely manner, and then the rest reads the same, while not directly part of the DR process, et cetera. Um, I saw a lot of nodding of heads. I heard verbal support. Um, is the rest of the group? I, I just wanted to defer to Sharice too to give a comment. I mean, it was her proposal, so I want to make sure it's still. I definitely support the change and think it will this more competitive, which is part of the process. So, on record, supporting it. So, let me just make sure that we're okay with the, the whole group is okay with changing this language. What 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 I'll say here is a caveat. I don't want to do this for kind of all these issues start. So, so um, I think I, we need to be careful about are we going to go and change around here? But this is quick. There seems to be a lot of support for it. No real opposition. So uh, can we move forward on this as the changed language? Process applications for water, sewer category changes 
in a timely in a more timely manner. Yeah. All right, so um, hold on. <laughs> Let me get rid of. All right, so let's take it to a vote here or actually so let me see if there are any no's or abstentions as rewritten. Not hearing or seeing any, let's call a, a voice vote and a hand vote. All those in favor of this amended recommendation. All hands are up in the room and online. This one passes unanimously. Um, so again, I, I'm not saying that we won't take any more kind of copy edits or wordsmithing, but I'm hoping we can keep this to a minimum um, as we go forward on the rest of these. So I'm going to read number 20. Make, let me make this green first, sorry. All right. Um, Number 20 reads update the lead agency memorandum of understanding during fiscal year 2024 to address clarity on decisions and responsibilities slash authority of MOU signatories, particularly for DPS, MC DOT and planning board related to improvements, excuse me, in the right of way, access and loading, traffic, safety, on-site development issues and conflict resolution excuse me, consistent with state and county law. All signatories will also engage in an updating process to correct agency and other archaic references. Uh, in the, because if something's 13 years old, can that be archaic? I don't know. Uh, in the currently <laughs> ensure that any related documents impacted by the update are also in agreement. This will require action by all parties of the original MOU. Questions, clarifications, comments, Karen. We vote now because of the seaweed assignment. Got it. Okay. Tim? That was just the thing I was going to point out that WSSC didn't sign Never the signed original one. Place, yeah. and so it's they're not a party to the original MOU, but um, and I was hoping to get them to be a party to the replacement one. But, you know, I guess as written, then I guess that clarifies things for me. But I don't I don't think that means that they can't be invited. Oh, we will later in the well, process, we'll right? Do some yeah. arm twist. Okay, <laughs> sure. <laughs> any, any other questions, clarifications, comments? All right, so let's do a voice vote on this one. Uh, so I'll read the same list. So this is number 20. So Robert. Uh, yes. Christina. Yes. Henry. Yes. Meredith. Yes. Tom. Yes. Pam. Yes. Yes. Isan. Yes. Steven. Yes. Yes. Tiffany. Yes. Uh, Karam is it abstain or no? It's a no. Okay. Uh, Kate. Yes. Gary. Yes. Amanda. Yes. Cherise. Yes. Diane. Diane. You're muted, Diane. That's okay. Sorry about that. I forgot that I was muted. Yes. Thank you. All right. All right. So this one passes with one no, 16 out of 17. All right. Number 21. So let me take track changes off. 
All right, 21, uh, evaluate the potential for a more streamlined review of administrative review processes. This will require action by the planning board and possibly county council. Questions, comments, clarification. Can we give a little more explanation about this one? Because I'm sorry, but I don't recall this discussion. This happened at the end of our last meeting because we couldn't get to the whole administrative process section. So we just we we said we would um, you know put out there that we are willing to look at it and evaluate it internally and and make any changes since we didn't get a chance to actually get to that piece. So this was okay. the administrative you. category. Okay. All right. Any other questions, comments, clarifications? All right. Let me ask if there uh, are if there are any abstentions or no's on this one. Hearing and seeing none, let's uh, see the hand vote. If you're in support of this recommendation. Amanda, okay. Uh, and on, so online and in person, unanimous. <clears throat> Number 22, establish a planning and a planning and development citizens education academy, similar to the citizen education academies in Howard County and Baltimore City, with a priority focus on the regions of the county and population groups historically underrepresented in the zoning planning and permitting process processes, and support the establishment of a work group to recommend the scope and structure of the academy. This will require action by the planning department and the Department of Permitting Services in consultation with MC dot and OREsj. So this is a lengthy one. I'll just give you a few seconds to kind of read over it. I'm sure you understand it. Yeah, so the Office of Racial Equity and Social Justice. Yeah, I'll just make a comment spelling out a couple of these acronyms and the next one has an acronym. So spelling those out would probably be helpful for the general public. Yes. Go to that here. And make here. All right. Um, any no's or abstentions on this one? Seeing and hearing none, let's call a vote, hand vote. If you're in support of this recommendation, 22. All hands up in the room, all hands up virtually. This one passes unanimously. Just all right, so now we're on 23. Uh, so this one is investigate how to improve notice and inclusion practices uh, for the black, indigenous and people of color communities in the development review process. This will require action by the planning department. Tom. Um, here again, just a one. Uh, we've suggested amendment and we can. Whatever, whatever but uh, the suggestion is to add a at, after the end of that sentence uh, to sort of reference the consultants report on social equity review for Thrive Montgomery. They had a lot of they had a lot of. Uh, that report had a lot of 
ideas and references on problems and outreach and so forth. And so having that reference about my key is helpful, a helpful thing to add. So just to, uh, with reference to consultants report on social equity review for Thrive Montgomery. Okay, that's the suggested amendment. Well, let me first go around for other comments, questions, clarifications, Cherise. I was also going to maybe suggest the same Office of Social Social Justice could support the planning department. And I'm not sure if this is the right place to say this or not, but generally where there's legislation or recommendations, there's also like a fiscal note. And a lot of these have fiscal implications. So I think it's important to identify that planning with all these recommendations might need some additional fiscal support to execute these things. So throwing that up there. Sounds, sounds like a great lead sentence for the executive <laughs> summer. <laughs> Other comments, clarifications, questions? I, I prefer to stick to how it's written right. currently. I, I don't want to vote on the amended language. I agree. You know, if there's uh, objection, it's just meant to be, you know, for reference. So if it's uh, there are objections to it, then I, I don't really need to press it. Okay. Other questions, comments, clarifications? So I also heard Sharice saying, should we add uh, Tiffany's office into the like, might be involved? So I'm saying the same for that. Saying the same yeah, thing. Oh, I need some yeah. Okay. All right. So let me see if there are any no's or abstentions on number 23. Where do we end up on the amendment? <laughs> do we accept or not accept the amendment? Let's see. Not acceptable. Thank you. So with it, so it's in the language as written in the document. Any no's or abstentions? Okay, so let's just do a hand vote. If you're in support of recommendation number 23. All right, all in support, so that passes unanimously. All right, moving to 24. So evaluate the hiring of an independent consultant familiar with complex process reviews to be engaged to review the entire DR process from pre-application processes and intake to use and occupancy permits in order to develop a systematic data-driven approach to ongoing improvement in the entire development review process. This will require action by the planning department and the county council. So, Tim. So this is, some of this is what I crafted or tried to craft and, and seeing what we've already unanimously passed and approved, you know, I'm, I'm, I, and what we're going to talk about in a couple of the other ones down line, I think it's starting to get a little duplicative maybe. Um, so I consider it, I don't know if I'm allowed to, I'm considering maybe withdrawing this one. Um, I just would, in my professional opinion, urge folks that when we go to implement some of the ones that we've already approved, definitely, definitely, definitely consider hiring a Lean Six Sigma consultant to help with those. It will definitely help guide us through the process 
and it will embody the kind of leans the what I was trying to get at that didn't you know you submit something that didn't quite come out the way I thought it would uh, but I just want to make that recommendation that that is the way to improve processes in large organizations and I just urge you guys to consider that when you're implementing the recommendations that we've already approved so you're you're proposing to actually take this out of the list yeah I, I think we've already got two that covered this one already past we're going to talk about another one that, so we don't need a fourth to do it i'm just wanted to go on record with my professional independent how is this different than 28 there's two versions of 28. that's, that's kind of what i'm looking ahead to duplicative. Yeah. so you're just saying move on to 28 yeah let's just figure it let's out just works with that because yeah. we got pick one or the other or i think they need I to combine but, yeah. okay so i'm hearing a lot of agreement on taking this off the table because it's covered in other recommendations including one that we will uh, be talking about shortly so I'm going to strike that. So we'll now move to the next one, which is evaluate an automatic approval or waiver of a building permit by the planning department for any government building that has completed the mandatory referral process. This will require action by the okay. county council. And <clears throat> okay, so this is mine, but it's been changed, and I don't agree with the change, and I don't agree with the language that it requires county council and possibly um, state action. What I would suggest is take out the words evaluate and and insert instead provide and because under the Maryland land use article, what it actually says in, is that in Montgomery County, all building permit applications shall be referred to the commission for review and recommendations as to zoning requirements. It does not say anything about other things such as forest conservation. And then what it provides in the alternative is that what it provides for public buildings is something called mandatory referral. Um, and the law says that the public body may not conduct any of the following activities in the regional district unless the proposed location, character, grade, and extent of the activity is referred to and approved by the commission as it relates to locating, constructing, or authorizing a public building or structure. And then the public body can consider the, what the planning board has said. It doesn't say anything about zoning. So legally, I think it is... Uh, um, the sign off on the building permits is not something that should be occurring in the county permitting system. And what happens when it's overlooked is it ends up holding up a project that has already received the public comment. And as it relates to things, if there's a concern about something such as forest conservation, that also can be and should be raised at the mandatory referral stage. That's why that specific process is set up for public buildings. This has an impact on the public fisc when the public has to spend more money on these buildings. And this is a very simple thing that doesn't take away a, a review by the planning board, but it does streamline the process. So I have something to say about yeah. that, Steve. Sure. Um, so I'm voting no on this because this has a direct, this having the commission review the plant, the building permit having a sign off on it is just a, a way to make sure that the forest conservation law was followed and they have the appropriate approvals to move forward with construction. If this is removed, it removes that that like check balance that we have. It also um, would give the the uh, public buildings a 
something an advantage that you know every other developer does not have and i just don't think that that's something when we look at the comments that we've received and concerns about the mandatory referral process and and concerns about forest conservation i just don't think that that's a a good decision to make okay so i think that that's putting planning staff beyond where the planning board is so, um, so, so diane hold, hold on robert was next and then i can have you go again. okay well, and I think you know, just to follow up with what Christina said, I, I we do review this at mandatory referral. We do review maybe not building permits at a mandatory referral, but forest conservation we do. If we, you know, if those mandatory referrals, you know, include a forest conservation plan, some of them they may not. Um, and I think that Christina's point, you know, treating a mandatory referral for a public building different than we would a private development, I think is a bad uh, is a bad move. And so for that, I. I I don't think I can support that. Diane? Okay. So I this I think is an important issue because legislatively the state has already carved out the recognition that public bodies have different processes that they follow. And the the whole point of this is the types of reviews and the level of details of plans that are submitted at mandatory referral actually go beyond and are different than what's required through the whole um, subdivision site plan process anyway. Additionally, you know, the public bodies are still going and getting their forest conservation permits. This is something that should be raised, should be addressed. The mandatory parole process is what has statutorily been set up. Having staff go beyond it, I, th I think it is, personally, I think it's ultra-virus, and um, I think this would be an appropriate change. And I'd like to know, at least as it relates to also to my language cha change, which is to take out the words evaluate and making this more, or actually leave the word and and just change evaluate to provide, which is more consistent with what my original suggestion was um, as a proposed outcome of this group with the amendment. And and Diane, you also said that you um, didn't agree with the requiring action by the council. The it state. doesn't. I, I mean, I can share the law. It's very clear. There's, there is no action? legal authority to, to tie this in the way that it's being applied. So is so who would take an action on this if this was approved? Actually, it would be um, a DPS. Okay, so so you're what you're saying is that that what you originally submitted, which we edited, um, it you would have, or, or I think you actually did um, use the word provide in the original language. Wow. Allow. Um, so, uh, I, I propose that we, we change the language from evaluate to provide. Um, do you want to change the require action by DPS? That's fine. Right. Other comments, clarifications, questions? Yeah. Can, can I just ask for those who what knows this? This mandatory referral process is supposed to streamline the process for, for government buildings to save state and county funds, public funds. Uh, is it possible for the forest conservation review to be done at the time that the mandatory referral? It is. Process? It is, but this makes sure that they have their exemption, that they have their forest conservation approval. If they if they don't, if this is, you know, then you'll be dealing with potentially, you know, an enforcement action. Um, you know, if DPS wants to take that all on their shoulders to make sure that everything's done, 
you know, but usually they like to double check with us just to make sure. Gary? Yeah, the, um, yeah, my soapbox for a second here, because <laughs> this gives preferential treatment to the government, which we're trying to improve this process and that should be fair and, you know, should work for everybody and unfortunately everybody should feel the pain too <laughs> um i do think in mandatory referrals you know we went back and revisited that i'd recommend doing away with mandatory referral because that's already a step up in my opinion and i also know there's been complaints about mandatory referral because they're not binding with what the planning board decides so i'm voting no just you know it should be fair for all not a you know special treatment for for the government so I'm also going to vote no, and I think too there's a public perception side of this. Already, I get comments from the public. Oh, you got you know you developers are already you know kind of hanging out with with county officials anyway. So what difference does it make anyways? I think from a public perception standpoint, the process should be the same or as much or similar as possible for everybody, just so everybody is treated equally under the the processes in place. Okay, so I I know I'm going to have to do a um a uh. Roll call vote. We ready can, to go there, Amanda? Can I Amanda? make one other comment? I'm sorry. Amanda, then Diane. Okay. Two minutes left. Yeah. Thank you. So just to be clear, there is plenty of public process for government projects. These projects are projects that are determined to be in the public need. They're not for private investment. Um, there's not this economic based return, it's in order to deliver public services, whether it's renovating the, the, the inside of a library, whether it's creating a library, whether it's a police station, it's um, a fire station. These are the kinds of things that go to mandatory referral. And frankly, they there are multiple reviews that are still provided that, you know, the Forest Conservation, the NRSI, uh, whatever the NR, the, the uh, forest stand delineation, there's all kinds of reviews that are still included, but the in order to not get in the way of necessary public infrastructure, that is why these the state law exists this way. Um, if you look at how various private buildings so, have been so. held up, they can be, you know, with appeals and other things, yes, there can definitely be long lead times, but this the intent of this legislation is to enable public infrastructure that is needed for the public health, safety and welfare to proceed. And that is the standard for any public project. OK, thank you, Diane. Uh, uh, we're going to go to Amanda real quick and then we're going to do a quick roll call. Vote. I'm just still I'm not clear on the issue with the forest conservation law with this particular proposal. So someone can just. With all, that. Yeah, with all building permits and, you know, when they're before they're issued, we get a check off to make sure that they've met all the requirements that they need to meet. And this particular circumstance, because mandatory referrals don't go through a binding action from the planning board, the only thing that they do have binding is the forest conservation right. piece. Right. So that's so that's like a the final like confirmation check off that yes, they did do what they needed to do for forest conservation and that they can they can issue the building permit and that only happens at building permit that no. that final checkoff happens at building permit as far as like just to make sure because sometimes there's things that are are conditioned that say prior to building permit you must do x so it's it's just like a final like boots and suspenders type of way to make sure that everything has been done before they start breaking ground so and and it's on, it, there is so, so Amanda, I want to make sure Amanda's clear 
I'm, I'm not You're still very not clear. clear on this. Okay. So Amanda, the forest conservation law applies and it is something that can and should be addressed at the mandatory referral and public bodies are required to adhere to it regardless. So, but where there is something like somebody forgetting to sign off on a building permit that's already got the mandatory referral, it's already got the forest conservation, and it leads to months and months of delay, there's there is an extreme excessive cost that is incurred as a result of that, that exceeds budget, appropriated budget, it's a problem. So this is a simple fix. It doesn't take away any rights, but what it does do is it doesn't allow for a continued extension of something that exceeds state law. All right. Okay, so Enough. I'm going to move to a roll call vote here. All right, because I, I know there are some no's and abstentions. So I'm going to do the roll call as always. Can we say what we'll be voting on? Could you please? You're, you're, voting, you're voting on provide an automatic approval or waiver of a building permit by the planning department for any government building that has completed the mandatory referral process, this will require action by DPS. Let me take, accept the change, get rid of track changes. All right. Wait, where, where'd it go? All right, here, here we go. Sorry. Um, so yes, I'm gonna do a roll call vote here, Robert. No. Christina. No. Henry. No. Meredith. Yes. Tom. Yes. Pam. No. Levu. No. Isan. Yes. Uh, Stephen. Yes. Tim. Yes. Tiffany. Yes. Uh, Karim. Dane. Kate. No. Gary. No. Amanda. Yes. Therese. I'm going to abstain. Diane. Yes. All right, so my count is we have two abstains and one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, no. So this one does not pass the 67% threshold. Right. All right. <laughs> the new 25, since we deleted one. Evaluate how best to provide a people's council including identification of the duties and qualifications of this role, such as understanding the development review and permitting processes in the county, providing technical assistance to citizens and developers, excuse me, with a particular focus towards groups who've been historically underrepresented in land use processes consistent with the Racial Equity and Social Justice Act, retaining the current authority of the People's Council to appear in various proceedings to represent the public interest without representing any individual or organization, ensuring a complete public record is created in land use decisions. This will require action by the state and the county council. And just to note what you received yesterday at 1230, this, this has been updated and edited. So this is not what you saw 24 hours ago. This just got updated last night. 
questions, comments, clarifications? Amanda. Um, so I wanted to speak towards this note and provide everybody with a little context on that because I submitted the original recommendation uh, based on testimony that we received. And I was um, pretty discouraged that it was changed without any notice or consultation to me. Um, and I didn't get to see the new version of the language until 1 p.m. yesterday when it was sent out. And um, after that point, then I also learned that there had been an omission in what had been sent out and that the group wasn't going to learn about that until today. So I was just, I'm pretty discouraged by that. But, um, and I, I do think it really speaks to needing to take input seriously and for, for there to be engagement. Um, but the language you see here is, um, I think, language that respects both the original intent of uh, what had been submitted and the uh, revision that had been provided by, I guess, planning staff or the, the small group um, so that it's it's the different voices are heard here and the original intent was not lost, but the some of the reworking done um, is also is also there. So. So are you supporting this version? So I am supporting this version. But I wanted folks to have the, the background of why that note is is there. We're not the only one that was not happy with all the copy edits, but yeah, I mean, we did the best we could. But I'm glad we were able to get this new version in this morning. Yeah, and again, I think it respects uh, the yeah, feedback that was given. Good balancing job. Yeah. Um, other comments, clarifications, questions, Gary? Well, I'm going to be voting no and independent of what <laughs> the back and forth that just happened, but um, I think this again isn't within the if it's a traditional role, it's with zoning and which precedes development review. So I think again, it's outside the scope of this committee, even though we have approved some of those, but that's why I'm voting now. Um, it's, it, well, it's, this is the traditional role for, is not just zoning, if you read the description, so. And just but how it was implemented, but that's, that's kind of where I'm coming from, so. Any other comments, questions, clarifications? I'm just gonna say, I'm voting no, but the reason why actually it's just because this is something that's being handled at county council. There's been a lot of back and forth. Um, you know, we actually really have nothing to do with it, but that's why I'm just staying out of it. Sure. This is the county council's purview. And for the record, I'm bringing this forward because it is also a state issue. Um, you know, it came to light that uh, through MMCPPC, Prince George's County has a people zoning council. <laughs> MCPPC is the state. <laughs> M, M is Maryland. <laughs> the first letter in MMCPPC is Maryland, the state. So it's a state agency. And so that's why it was brought forth in the testimony to this group. So I'm just representing the testimony that we received. Okay. Diane, did you have something? No. no. Is my hand up? No. no. I, I, no, I, no. I, you, you coughed and I thought you were coming off mute. That's, I no, I'm sorry, that was just a cough. <laughs> sure. I have a clarification on what Amanda said. It's not a state agency. It's it's under the state has some jurisdiction over it, but it's a bi-county agency. It's one of the yes, it's a state chartered bi-county commission. Correct. Correct. 
but state it is in state law. Yes, it is. So. Yes, that's correct. But I just wanted to clear it's not a state agency. Yes. All right. Roll call. Roll call. So the new number. No, new, new 25 for me on, on my screen. All right. So um, I'm going to do the roll call as always. Robert. No. Christina. No. Henry. No. Meredith. Yes. Tom. Yes. Pam. Abstain. Levu. Abstain. Isan. Yes. Steven. Yes. Tim. Yes. Uh, Tiffany. Yes. Karen. Yes. Kate. No. Gary. Amanda. Yes. Reese. Yes. Diane. Yes. Okay, so I have two abstains, one, two, three, or five no's. So that one um, does not pass. All right. So the new number 26, require clear response and communication with stakeholders whose comments were not reviewed by the work group due to insufficient time. Ensure that all comments submitted to the work group are included as an attachment to the main body of the report and that a county agency or the planning department is identified as the responsible party to respond. This will require action by the planning department and county agencies. Amanda. This is another one of mine. Um, but so, um, so actually, so Chair Harris referred to the original intent of this work group when he gave the introduction today, um, which is something that I've referred to many times, gone back to. And so one of the, um, the main points of the group was that everyone has an input and that input should be respected. And, you know, people took the time to provide some pretty valuable testimony and it's really unfortunate that we didn't have the time to respond to it but i think that it's important that it still is responded to um you know we, we asked for that testimony um and so in the response uh it should be clear that not only so it says ensure that um all comments are included as an attachment to the main body of the report and that a county agency or the planning department is identified as the responsible party to respond. So I just want to make sure that the input that was received is not some forgotten footnote in the attachment and that it's not only identified the responsible party to respond, but what that response is. People should know they provided this input what was the response? So just making sure that that's that's clear and publicly available, whether that's in the report that that makes that clear. Um, but I just think that I think that's very important. Okay. Um, I don't have opposition to this necessarily. I just have a question about, I guess, how you see the logistics of this working. So. Because we have 500 comments and there's like 300 we didn't get to. Is it every time an agency responds, 
they post it somewhere because we won't be able to respond to everybody by the time the report. So I just want to know what the logistics are before we all promise to do this. Well, and I would like to hear what others ideas are for this because we asked for this testimony right and we said we would respond to it and we have a whole list you put up the list at the beginning of all the issues that we didn't get to not so not even just like the smaller comments right. that are in that 500 but the big issues that right. were identified i think those at least need that are in that first spreadsheet not you know the there's also tab three. b but yeah. but people should know what their yeah, because I agree that like each agency and department should reach out to the people who responded. It's the I'm just trying to figure out how to make the response public to say someone in planning calls back the person. Say you sent this comment. Let's talk through it. They call them back. But how do they make it public that they called them back and what that discussion was? Robert. So uh, I'll respond for, for us because a lot of the comments that came in are, you know, they're directed at some of our teams, like our geographic teams, and we've made a commitment to respond back to all those people that um, uh, that provided testimony, whether it was written, whether it was oral, um, and we can find a way to collectively let this group know how we responded. Um, we do have a website right now that'll end up coming down probably at the end of the year, but we can post responses on the website. Um, I, I, we can't make a commitment to respond by October 15th or by next week because there's a lot to do, uh, but I do think we can respond, I hope, by the end of the year. Uh, that's that's our commitment to do, and I, I would hope that's everyone else's commitment to do too. Yeah, that sounds great to me. Yeah, I, I want responses. I just wanted to know the logistics. So I'm, I'm, not, a, I'm not stating that everyone's going to be completely happy with the responses. I'm just saying that we will respond. We'll do it in a very uh, professional manner like we always do, uh, and we'll make sure that everyone is aware of the responses that uh, that we did provide. That sounds like a plan. But that does only cover planning's comments, That's right. <laughs> not the ones that go to other agencies. Right. So, so the way the way this is written is this would be applicable for whomever Right. Responsibilities assigned. Right. Right. Well, and with the responses, one suggestion I would have, and you guys are probably already going to do this, is just have some sort of link so that people can go read our report at the end of this, so that they can know all the effort that's absolutely put into it. And just because we may have not gotten to an issue, doesn't mean we didn't holistically look at several important right. issues in detail. Right. So. Thank you. And thank you. Absolutely. Right. Any other comments or clarifications before we do a vote? I I was just gonna. Add a note in the text that it, um, you know, some of the significant issues that we that we didn't address, but there's a whole bunch of them. So uh, I think just based on the discussion, maybe we'll just uh, go forward. I mean, certainly supporting this idea, and I think the the issue of like res everybody responding is great. Having a link to back to the report and idea too. Let's go. Thing that not not an amendment, not a change, just a recommendation. I heard Robert say probably taking down the website by the end of the year. I would maybe urge you not to do that. I think this has got so much interest out there in the community. It probably ought to live longer than, than being up by the end of the year. I, I, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't want to, you know, take something down and hide it from anybody. I think it's it's it's, it's not hiding, Tim. I think when you leave a website up and you leave information on a web where uh, you know a certain action has completed. Um, we get a lot of feedback from communities saying, hey, I've gone to your website. Nothing's been updated. You haven't done this. It doesn't include DOT's comments. It doesn't include D DPS's comments. I don't think it's a good idea to 
leave it up indefinitely. And I think uh, we picked the end of the year because we feel like they, we could. Uh, I guess maybe my comment is I don't think end of the year is sufficient, no. but I, I get your point on indefinitely because stuff gets outdated and stale yeah. and it should be reviewed periodically. But I, I don't, I just think this, we're going to, that's two months from now and this is all going to be fresh in everybody's mind. I would just urge you to maybe rethink the sunset date for your website. Okay. Uh, you might want to consider a, a later date and perhaps look toward at least letting the legislative session play out before you take the website down. What would that? That would be like April, mid-April. Mid April, April, yeah. April, April 15th. Yeah, I think that would be a minimum. You know, you might want to leave it up longer, but I think that would be my opinion. Okay. Weighing in on the vote. Thank you. <laughs> All right, but we're not voting on that. No, that could be a side discussion. All right, so um, let me see if there are any no's or abstentions. Seeing and hearing none, let me see a raising of hands for support for this recommendation. Um, all hands are up in the in the virtual room and the physical room, so that one passes unanimously. All right, so turn that to green. All right, so the next one, the new 27, excuse me, consider having the county contract with a third. So, all right, so as I understand this, Pam, I might need your help. These are two kind of recommendations focused on the same basic thing, right? And we'll right there. Basically, um, the first one you see was one that was submitted um, uh, last week at the, yep. after the 20th. Um, and in seeing it and in the core group talking, um, typically we try to like come to some consensus on we've all listened to what people said. We went back and read the notes. This is what we think the group's recommendation moving forward was. In this case, couldn't really get there. And, I would like to speak to this when we get a chance to each make comments, um, but but that's how it evolved into two separate ones that we couldn't come to sort of some agreement. We think they're different enough. We wanted the group to weigh in. Other than that, it's, I do. It's two different strategies geared towards the same out basic outcome. And another slight difference, though, in in the one that came to the group, um, the core group from the exec branch, it it doesn't um, seem to like call out that the process should be looked at. It says planning and zoning. Um, but nothing with permitting. And again, you know, this group was charged with looking at what happens to pre-app and what happens all the way till construction. Um, this seems more narrowly focused, so that's why the second one also includes permitting. All right, so so let's open it up for comment on both rather than, because because they, they, they're they connected, right? So, okay, I'd like to make a Pam, Tom, Meredith. So my comment is I'm going to abstain on this one because um, while this was referenced in the letter of intent, there were numerous, very, very important things that this group didn't get to. And while this may be one of those, we really did not have a lengthy discussion about this. And I feel that it gives priority to something that other important things didn't get discussed and now gets voted on for a recommendation. So I will be abstaining on both of these. Both of them. Okay. Tom, then Meredith. So um, I, I think this was an issue that was raised a few times over the course of, of our discussions, We've talked about several times. Um, I, I recall Senator Kramer 
raise it early in the, in the process. I talked about it. I think we had other comments on it. I think it's an important issue. There are a lot of things that we haven't gotten to. And one thing that is clear is that it is very difficult for a group like this to get through all of these processes. We we actually at the beginning of the process went to the extent of asking uh, Delegate Lopez to ask the Department of Legislative Services for a study like this. They said and their response was, well, there's nobody else. It's exactly like Montgomery County's structure. And so they said that that's where they left it. The reality is I don't think that any agency that we have here in the state, I mean, clearly it's a limited amount of time that planning has for all of the duties they already have. Uh, I, I do agree uh, permitting is supposed to be in there. I'm not sure how we ended up with that not in there, but but it's also would include permitting. It's the entire process that we're talking about having an outside consultant, third party, not engaged in development in Montgomery County to conduct a study, a comparative study of our planning processes writ large, uh, including permitting uh, to study this. And uh, I, I think, as I said, current agencies don't have the wherewithal to do their own jobs and get this done. Uh, a similar study was done about 10 years ago uh, for the executive branch structures related to planning and ended up with a study by Pricewaterhouse that resulted in DPS having the structure that it has now, which is much more efficient from all I've heard from what went before. So this would be the same kind of a thing. Broader scale where it's start to finish pre application to to to, to building permits and use occupancy to compare what we do here in Montgomery County, which is unique to what our surrounding jurisdictions do and some of the other jurisdictions that we compete with uh for biotech business and, and a lot of other issues so that's why this is a suggestion as a third party consultant uh and uh and and so i would support that i don't support the next one um because as i said i don't think the planning department has the time or wherewithal to do this and uh and, and you really need an outside consultant who, who would have a better uh or just passionate or you know, object uh, perspective from outside the process. I put it that way. Okay. Meredith, um, can I come after Meredith? By the way, Steve. Sure, Diane. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Um, well, of course, I support what Tom just said, but I think it's important. A couple of points to have perspective here. The county has a long tradition of using independent consultants to take a bird's eye view of what's going on in the county and make recommendations. They've done that, you know, when we were, we did excuse me, a new zoning code and when we're taking on any kind of, of major problem. And this has been a recurring issue, the problem of our being competitive in terms of a development review. And if we don't do this study, then we don't know if these things that we've recommended are actually going to make a difference. Yes, we're shortening our own timelines and there's great promise here in a lot of the recommendations. But we still don't know how Montgomery County compares to other jurisdictions in terms of how long the other jurisdictions development review process takes. So the, the way to get that information and to 
perhaps get new ideas is to have an outside consultant do a comparison to other jurisdictions that are our main competitors in biotech and other kinds of industries. Right. Um, so Diane, then Robert, then Kate. So um, first of all, I I just want to add to what both Tom and Meredith said, and it wasn't 10 years ago, but it was in 1998 that the Price Waterhouse study was done and it created a one-stop shop in DPS, but it was an outside independent study. In the interim, over the past, the intervening, however many decades, years, whatever, there have been numerous attempts to bring together the stakeholders to have conversations about streamlining. And we should always be looking at how to improve. But I do think that one of the beauties of public service is we have people in public service who care deeply about public service, who care deeply about the individual missions of their respective agencies. I think it's actually really important to get an outside professional consultant, an expert eye on this, who can look at what the best practices are. You know, there are many things that we may not know that could help to inform how we are doing business that could lead us to a point of being, and which is what we want to be, which is a best practice, but which also weighs in um, a lot of the important public policies that are have gone into structuring us the way we are and what our various laws are. So with that, the public, the various agencies are still involved in the conversation with the consultant, but the consultant gets a bird's eye view and then looks at what's happening around the country in a way that nobody around this table or in the agencies around the table could do. So I think I support the first version. I think it's really important. And I think it is, um, we've looked at streamlining many, many times. I've been a party to numerous of these, as have many of the people around the table. And I just think it would be really helpful to bring in um, a professional set of eyes, not be afraid of it, like an audit, look at how it's done elsewhere, and see what we can do to do things better. Robert, then Kate, and anyone else want to weigh in? Amanda, Gary, Isan. Everybody. <laughs> right. This one will take longer than 10 minutes. All right, Robert. So I'll start by saying we we don't support the first part or the first one. The second one is getting a little bit closer because I think it involves both planning and permitting from start to finish in terms of a, an evaluation. Um, you know, I, I, and the, the term planning and zoning is quite different than development review. Uh, that that's that's not apples to apples, and I think that's one of the things we were trying to capture in the in the second one. Um, and we do think the the first part, you know, I, I hear Tom that hey, we don't have time. Tom doesn't know our schedule, and we we do a lot of work, uh, you know, in terms of studies, initiatives, master plans, and if we had to make the time for it, we definitely would, uh, if that's what the council wanted us to do in terms of a study. And I think the planning department understands the jurisdictions better. Uh, than the county executive uh, and and kind of what they feel like their authority is over what we do. Um, so I would say that we definitely don't support um, the first one. Um, the second one is something that we felt like we could uh, we could work with in terms of a comparative study. Um, and that's where we are. Okay. So I've got Kate next. Can I just see the hands again that want to speak? And because I'll, I'll just go kind of around the table. Yeah. Gary, Hassan. 
Assembly Boo, uh, Amanda Tim, Senator Kramer. Senator Kramer, Senator Kramer why, why don't we go first with you and then uh, at, at Kate and then Senator Kramer? He doesn't get a chance to speak. He has a, he has a representative. <laughs> that would be like all other council members showing up. Yeah. Okay. Why? All right, so let's start with Kate. Well, I just want to make two points. Elm Street Development, we operate in many, many counties in the Washington, D.C. metro and beyond. And uh, there are certain things uh, from a land use perspective that we haven't even touched on. I mean, haven't even touched on in this work group that definitely should be looked at. Um, and I'm not going to get into details, but I mean, in general, just from soup to nuts, just the whole process itself. So just want to point that out. Um, there's there's other things that should be looked at. And, you know, there is a concern of competitiveness in Montgomery County. I would argue that there are other things that are impacting that in addition to beyond this, what this work group is talking about. So the development review process, while sometimes can be frustrating to, po to folks, I don't know if that's necessarily the, the root cause of the competitive competitiveness issues in Montgomery County. Gary? So, well, comment question. So, as is, I'd vote no for each of these because I think it would have to be a combined <laughs> condition. I agree with the third party. That's a great opportunity, but I think it should be a partnership. Frankly, all three parties that are at this table, the county exec's office, planning, and the council, because my assumption is the council is going to fund this. So if there's a way to morph these two into one with the county and planning working together, I could go that route. But if we're not reinventing the wheel as these two stand, I'd vote now. So. Hey, uh, I think it's a, this whole process for the last three or four months we've been over here, I think and everybody's been working hard. People are all knowledgeable. People, as, as you have seen, they know uh, what the entire process is. Um, but the issue comes back to, I think we left a lot of meat on the bone. There's a lot more to really go and look into it and really by us and we are all busy. We all have a lot of things to do. Uh, the only thing I can say, oh, by the way, I support the, 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 the one that's coming from, uh, from county executive. And he's not saying that for any executive branch to do it. And hire a third party, somebody that's independent that can come, somebody that does that for a living. We just hired somebody to do a fee study for us uh, to look at all, you know, different, different, how different jurisdictions are, are doing their fees, hardly coming up with it. Do we need to catch up? So, really, when you get somebody from outside, when you're inside, and I think we talked about it again, not we are attached. We need somebody to come objectively to look at this entire with open eyes. Um, once you're in the in the middle of a battle inside, you see what's going on. That's why the coaches in football are sitting up there. What you see, the field is a lot different than when you are actually in the action. So really, I I I think it's a great idea to have somebody independent, completely, not attached to executive or planning, to look at this whole thing from A to Z. And as we discussed, we found that absolutely permitting is part of it. It's all connected. From what you start, you're going to end up with permitting to get uh, the permit. Um, so if I have to vote, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with the first one versus the second one. Thank you. 
Libu is next. Is that right? And if you want to just go around the table. Yeah, I'm going around the table. So taking into account what I'm hearing around the table, uh, you know, as Diane mentioned and Tom mentioned, you know, there was this previous study. However, that study was brought on by a county executive for a county executive agency. That's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about the county executive trying to put a study on another agency that the county executive doesn't have authority over. So what I was would suggest is if we do think like having a third party independent uh, person consultant uh, looking at this, then why don't we amend the, the second version to say that we would have the planning department would would hire a third party consultant to look at these issues. I also think we need to just change. It says planning and zoning. I think we should say development review so that we're very clear on what we're looking at because planning and zoning is a is kind of a different thing. Okay. Um, Libu, Amanda, Tim. Um, I think this has kind of been touched upon and Gary mentioned it. Um, this is the only one on here that doesn't have the this will require action by. Um, and I think that's because as has been raised, this kind of sounds like a funding issue. Um, as Pam noted, I, I agree with Pam. I'm also going to be abstaining on both of them. Um, but I do think one of the issues here is it's not clear who action will be required by. If someone's going to hire a third party consultant, that's this will require action by the county council. So I just wanted to add that sentence. If we're going to be amending any of them uh -huh. to make it consistent, it would have to have that line. Okay. Amanda. Um, so this idea of, the, of doing a comparative study was definitely raised towards the beginning of this process. I know because I, I remember the conversation and because I've continued to have questions about it and I've, I've thought, you know, it, it could definitely be valuable. And I think back to um, the general plan process, and we did look towards the end, at least towards other counties to look at sort of their best practices in terms of what they had done with their general plans. So I'm just, I think about that as well, but I think adding, um, you know, consider having the county contract with an independent, um, so it's just very clear third party consultant. And I, when I hear that independent or neutral, I assume that the person is going to be working both with county agencies and with planning, like not for either one or the other, but with both of them. So maybe there's a way to just, you know, make that clear. But um, I, I think this is, would be a valuable exercise for a um, for a consultant to do. Okay. Tim. Oh, excuse me. Oh, I'm sorry, Steve, but I, I'm going to chime in. Um, I think the idea of the contract is important, and I think it needs to be as un, unbiased as possible. So um, maybe something like having the, the county in consultation with the council and with planning um, do a third party study, something that kind of includes everyone and have everyone at the table and everyone can provide input. There isn't one agency that's leading it versus another agency. Um, I think something like that would would be workable. Tim, yeah, I was just two things. Well, I think it's I think it's critically important that we benchmark ourselves. I mean, that that's all about competitiveness, and I think that's a, a one of the one of the driving factors behind this group being here is that we want to be competitive and we're not just competing against the jurisdictions around the DCMB. You know, the, the, the metropolitan area, when, when we're competing to bring people here, we're competing against 
you know, the San Francisco area. We're competing against the Raleigh area. I think we, we've, we absolutely have to hire somebody to come in and benchmark ourselves. And, and to the point that folks are making about, you know, who, you know, the budget, yeah, everything we do has to be appropriated. I think there's a model that has worked successfully and continues to work and, and we're even continuing to do it, you know, planning and DOT split funds for consultants on like complete streets design guide was an example. You know, we, we split the funding of that. I, I think abstaining for the purpose of, of we're not sure how we're going to make it pay. I, I got to call it out. I, I don't think that's very. I, I, well, bite my tongue. Um, uh, I think we can figure out how to pay for this. I think it's absolutely important that we benchmark ourselves and, and, and hire experts to help us through that process. Right, uh, Henry. Well, I, and I have my hands up and I would also like to call it, I apologize, but I've never seen an elected official disregarded and disrespected the way that I heard a little bit earlier. And Senator Kramer's had his hand up for quite a while and I think it would be appropriate to recognize the elected official appropriately. Okay, so um, Henry, Sharice, then Senator Kramer. Uh, so I just say, um, kind of building on what I've been hearing, and and but one of my concerns on here is that neither of these actually say development review in them anywhere, and we're the development review process work group. Um, so I'm I'm pretty uncomfortable with, with both of them as is without without that language in there. I I want to see that, um, and I also think that both of them, particularly the first one really feels like an economic development and competitiveness issue. And while that's all well and good and an important thing, particularly for the whole county and for a lot of us on this team in, in this room, it also seems like it's kind of outside of the purview of what we're supposed to be looking at. We're supposed to be trying to improve and streamline the development review process. And that's a little bit different. That's, it's an important kind of aspect towards economic development and competitiveness. but. Like Kate just said, it's, it's not the only piece of that, and this feels like it's stretching beyond that to me, which um, sort of makes me feel like this is getting past what we're looking at doing. It makes me uncomfortable with them. Sharice? I think Delegate Lopez stated in her opening comments that this type of work group is the first of its kind for this type of issue, and that the outcomes that have come from it or that may come from it are not what maybe everyone was anticipating. And I've stated several times that in this work group, there is an opportunity to be progressive in our nature as far as how things are done in the county and to be innovative in scope. And so while I understand what everyone is saying um, here, I do also uh, you know, hear that it maybe is not specific to what the original outcome was intended as far as the legislation that she needed to leave the table with. But this seems to be a very important factor in being able to, I like the word Tim used, benchmark, you know, where we are without the bias, without the confrontation, without this consultant would still have to very much engage many of the people who are at this table. So essentially you'll still be doing the work. I don't know if the way that it's worded here 
is acceptable for what we're trying to get out of it. And I think, you know, that's where the wordsmithing comes in. I see the intent. I agree with the intent, but I think the way it's worded and both of these makes it difficult for people to be clear on what they're voting on. Okay. Senator Kramer. <clears throat> Are you still there? I am, and thank you. I appreciate the courtesy of being given an opportunity to just offer a brief comment. Um, for those of you who are not familiar, uh, the whole catalyst to this group being formed was a consequence of legislation that I introduced this past legislative session. That is why I have sat in and observed uh, what's been happening at every one of the meetings. And uh, and I very much appreciate everyone's participation. Um, I think that we have come a long way in opening up doors and opening conversation that needed to be had. Um, I'm disappointed in the comment that I heard a moment ago um, and I think it came from, and it's very difficult to tell uh, online, um, you know, who it is that's speaking, but it sounded like uh, the folks from Park and Planning uh, expressed concern about giving me the opportunity uh, to offer any comments because um, Ms. Jones, who has done a phenomenal job of representing my interests on this. And, and that is the reason I reached out to Diane. Um, she has incredible experience in the subject matter that has been discussed over the past several months, uh, both as a long serving uh, Montgomery County attorney, as well as the director of permitting services. Um, so yes. Uh, Ms. Jones has been uh, my appointee to this group, um, but that doesn't mean that uh, I don't believe there is a role for me. Um, once again, since the whole catalyst to this was my legislation, and I just wanted to share that I think there is considerable value to having an independent third party entity take a look at where we are in montgomery county i'm very disappointed that the mem the representatives of park and planning would oppose the notion of having a third party independent entity look at how we do business here in montgomery county it may turn out that that independent consultant looks at this and says, park and planning, you're amazing, wonderful, kudos. So I don't understand why park and planning would be opposing the notion of independent third party putting eyes on how we do something so critically important as the processes that we have been discussing. It could equally come back that they look at Montgomery County permitting services and say, here's where you all need to, uh, you know, pick up and uh, improve. And we're not going to know that. And certainly, I have to say, the notion of having the very entities 
that we're looking to have eyes put on to see what might be improved, to have those very entities do the studies. Um, simply put, that's that's ludicrous. And we know what those outcomes are going to be. You know, we in the legislature recently took steps to address the concerns that have been raised about police departments investigating their own and creating citizen boards outside of the agencies to do those things. Because we understand you don't want the entity that is being studied doing the study. So uh, I would offer in my mind um, the notion that it would be hugely beneficial to the residents of Montgomery County, be it the developers, be it the civic organizations, or just the residents in general, the benefit could be significant to have an independent third party look at how are we doing these things and why would we be afraid to do that. With regard to funding, I have no doubt that we can work that out, whether it's done through the state legislature or if the state legislature assigns Montgomery County the task of funding it or park and planning the task of funding it, the funding will follow. So with that, I thank you very much. And again, my thanks to everybody, particularly the members of the public who stepped up to the plate to participate during the past several months. Thank you very much for your public service in this process. And uh, and again, it was an important first step on what's a very important issue. So thanks to all of you. Thank you, Senator Kramer. So I'm going to take one more comment and then I'm going to see where we are on this because we got to figure out the path forward, Tom. Yeah, so um, just to, since I was the one that suggested this uh, on behalf of the executive, where um, I said consider having the county contract, I sort of had in mind that when you say the county, then you're talking about county executive and the county council because they're going to fund this together. You know, it's going to be the county executive can propose and the county the county council puts in the money. So we can say instead of county, I would amend it to say county executive and county council contract with third party. On, uh, I think it was a great addition that uh, Amanda uh, suggested to say an independent third party consultant. Um, so I would suggest that amendment as well. And then uh, I would add. Uh, uh, add, add permitting in because the intent here of this is to look at when somebody is thinking about coming to this county or leaving this county to develop a project, we need to know how we can compete with them and with those other counties. So people don't leave here and so that we can draw people in to bring businesses and opportunities to the county. So the idea is broad as possible look at, at our development processes, including planning and zoning and permitting to get from start to finish. So I would add permitting in there or change it or, or add development review. Uh, but well, 
I mean, if you mentioned development review process, I would not mention permitting. I would not be specific. If you want it, you're going to look at the whole thing from beginning to end. So, so which would you prefer? Development review process. Okay, development As review process. Planning and zoning and permitting. Yeah. I would take out planning that's, and zoning that's because that's something very different. Yeah. I would do a development review and taking a page out of Tom's book, like if you're going to do county executive, it would be county executive for the Department of Permitting Services and county council for the planning department. Yeah, that, that would be fine. Say, say it again. So consider having who? County executive um, for permitting services on behalf of permitting services. And county council on behalf of. Not on behalf of, but or, like, or, yeah, okay. I can't remember the county executive would be the one that's, that, that's cool. looking at the hiring the consultant or whatever for the permitting piece. And the county council would be the one hiring an independent consultant. No, no, it should be one. One, one consultant. consultant. One consultant. Yeah. Yeah. That's agreed upon between the county executive and the county yeah. council. Yeah. That would work. At that point, if you're going to do one and it's going to be agreed upon, then you need the planning board to. Right. The county executive oversees permitting and county council oversees planning. I mean, that's those are the governing bodies of county. And they're making the decisions for the, the, the groups they oversee. I just I think it's uh, also doesn't oversee everything Tom, with respect to the yeah. planning department. They do oversee the budget and the work program, but they don't oversee the approval of development applications. The council has no role in in that board does have final approval there. And we are talking development review and approval of applications. So so there's a little bit of not quite same. So it needs to be the question planning. on that, Pam, because I, I want to make sure because I'm always curious. The council sits <laughs> as the county council and then they also sit as the district council. And and so do we need to be that specific that specific or it's not that yeah. it's that they don't it know. No, I don't the county council about a particular application because they so, have a, the council writes back we have no authority over the approval of an application. You really have to go to the planning board for that. So we're talking with the development review here, which has a lot to do with approval of applications where the council doesn't have a role. They have a role in other pieces of this, parts of the zoning code, parts of the um, um, subdivision code. Um, so what I'm saying is it's not completely out of line to say the planning board here because there's a piece of the process that we're actually talking about today that the council doesn't have a role, but only the planning board does. So okay. I dare say I don't agree. I think that that Tom had it right because the planning board administers administratively processes the applications pursuant to laws that are adapt, adopted by the county council, pursuant to a work plan that is approved by the county council, pursuant to a budget that is recommended by the county executive and approved by the county council. I think it is perfectly appropriate and the county executive doesn't direct DPS on how to process the the permits that it processes. So I think that to look at this from the point that it is a structure of government question um, and everything we've been talking about is what might require legal changes. This is the fundamental issue, and I think Tom's suggestion is a good one, and I would vote yes for that. So, so what if we said consider having the county executive and county council in consultation with the planning department board contract with an independent third party consultant. 
Yeah, that's what you guys I mean, in consultation with the, I mean, I, is, is the planning board is the authority? I mean, it's, you're, you're I think I'm, you could, say, that, I put you could say, you could say the planning board, but I think to say the department, the department, the reality is, if you have an outside consultant that's doing an independent review, they're going to look at the structure of permitting and planning and so forth. And you want the the level of the people who are engaging the consultant to be at arm's length from the work that's getting done. So it's got to be. I, I it seems to me that a structure of government issue, it would be the county executive and the county council. But if there's a desire to add the planning board as the other authorizing or authorized agency, then you could add the planning board. But I don't think including the to, to include the planning department is like you you just wouldn't even consider for this thing that the county executive is going to do. You wouldn't consider the department actually. I mean, they're going to consult with the department anyway. I agree with you about the department, but it has to be the planning board. The planning board's who does development review. It can't be it can't be just the council alone. Yeah, that's well, that's fine. Yeah, the planning board that I was trying to say that, but yes. I think you put all three parties in. Steve, I hate to do this to you, but I actually think it should say consider contracting with, and then the last sentence is this will require action by the county executive, county council, and in consultation with the planning board. So just just moving that sentence. Do you really hate to do it to me? I mean, couldn't it just be contract with or are we is this still on the table for like consideration or are we going to just is it going to happen? I mean, I I prefer contract with, but you know, it's a recommendation anyway, uh, contracting with. An so so the change. So I've got consider contracting with an independent third party consultant that changed in development review processes and took out planning zoning permitting excuse me and then we've added the action by at, as the final sentence so the and, change and we were going to add independent uh just right up here third party. oh yeah you've got yeah. it so you got it all right so we haven't so so I, I still think we need to vote on both since they're both on the table are we ready to vote on this one Oh, Gary just left. Why don't why don't we take because I need a bathroom okay. break. Why don't we take a five minute bathroom break? And there is lunch out there. You know what those cookies do to this room? Yeah. <laughs> you get the stuff done. Right, exactly. The cookies. They're a must.
So we're, I felt like we had landed. So we made several edits to number the new number 27. We added independent. Uh, we added development review to place planning and zoning and permitting. Uh, and we moved the language for whose uh, the required action. It's county executive and county council in consultation with the planning board. So. Any other discussion required? Or are we ready to vote? We're going to vote on both. I know we haven't talked much at all about number 28. Christina. I would just add development review and permitting processes. Yeah, so just to be real quick. Okay. You consider master plans part of development review? No. Don't. No. I think it's that would be a suggestion that I would ask everybody considers to do master plans. What we see in other jurisdictions is that certain areas, especially with the need for housing now, will open up their master plans every three to five years. And just have people come in and, and they don't accept everybody's request, but people will come and make requests to re, you know, zone a property different or have property looked at differently. And it's every request is considered. But that would be a way to help make the county maybe more competitive. I, I think that's a great idea. I support, you know, after plan. It's so broad. It's broad, but it is what makes us either competitive or non-competitive because a lot of things are in the master plan that sort of dictate how things go from there. So I, I, I would just ask Kate a quick question. Do you think mostly that's in non-Maryland counties that that happens? Right. And that's because their zoning authority is very different. And the land use article is very clear on what has to happen in a master plan, which is why I think it's more difficult for and we had tried the planning department at one point and tried to implement these like small area plans yeah. and you could request them and things like that. So that's not necessarily a bad idea. I'm not sure that it's um, easy to compare the two because of the zoning authority given to the state of Virginia versus Maryland. Um, I think it's now getting kind of too broad, although I'm not saying that's not a that is a great idea, actually. And I think there are other things, too, that could that look at kind of a little bit beyond this. And I can have a chat to do other things that I think would be great. Yeah, as, you know, just as kind of a, a mediator of this, I, I think we just need to be careful on focusing on development review as much as we can. I realize in, in some cases we've gone beyond those bounds, but it, it does seem like adding master planning is much potentially a much larger thing that we're. And, and I'm concerned that if if we're moving towards agreement, is this going to move us away from sleep? So, so I, I think it's within the scope in the sense. I mean, Tim pulled up for me like the, the original letter of intent and and okay. part of this comparative issue is is what we're supposed to look at, how to make ourselves more competitive compared to other jurisdictions. Master plan in Montgomery County dictates a lot of how things go from there. And the reality is we are competing against Northern Virginia and we're losing a lot of the time lately. And I think master planning is, is a part of our process. We have to look at it, see how it compares to other jurisdictions, and then see what we can do to make adjustments. Some of it might be as straightforward as like, 
having to reuse every three years. And I know that generates a lot more work, but that's something that if we're getting a consultant, do it one time. Get a consultant to look at the whole process, and then we're done for hopefully 10 or 15 or 20 years. But having a consultant that looks at the whole process, I think will be a, a, a critical thing. So I. Barrett and Robert. Yes, I really was just uh, wanted to ask Pam exactly what was your perspective on this? Because I didn't quite catch everything you were saying. What I was understanding from what you just said when you were talking, uh, Kate, that you think it's very important, but I didn't understand it. I think the master, right, the master plan discussion is an important discussion to have. We are a development review working group. So I'm uncomfortable getting into those crossing over into an area where we didn't actually have people put forward as representatives that are, you know, really understand the master planning process, which is different than some of the experts that really know development review process. And so I would refrain from adding that to this because I think it goes beyond what this group was chosen as people to represent what Robert, then Lisa. Yeah, I think my biggest concern is this is broad and even including master plans, it's getting even broader and it doesn't start. It doesn't really compare apples to apples in jurisdictions that have a different structure um, and, you know, even adjacent counties have a different structure. Um, so it's to me, it's a little bit harder to compare the apples to apples here. Um, and I, I think even if you look at Virginia, which has kind of a different structure from zoning and master plans, there's proffers. There's many things that are involved with that. And if we're seriously talking about economic development, which I've heard throughout the discussion here, um, you know, you could make this even broader and say tax structure, impact taxes, um, all these things that kind of relate to that to, you know, for projects that get submitted to these different jurisdictions. Um, but the way this is written right now is extremely broad and it would be hard it, for me. I can't support it because it's so broad. You're, you're saying that as currently written. Yep. Okay. Um, with or without master plan, I don't. It doesn't matter. It's 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 very broad. So so the only thing that I was going to suggest I wasn't going to get into the master plan, but because I tend to agree, this is kind of the work group, the development review process. Uh, what I was going to suggest was comp competitive study of Montgomery County County land use development process from intake to permit issuance, and then the rest of it. So instead of development review and permitting, you're saying land use development I'm and saying, yeah, land use development process from intake to permit issues. Alan, I think you have to be careful because when you start talking land use, right. you're moving towards master plans. And if you don't want to open that door, um, I think development review permitting would be appropriate here, but I, I'm concerned about land use. But I was just going to say, my perspective, it seems like land use would be an important thing, but I think if we could get a consensus without that on getting at least this much, then I, I would at least like to try to get this much. Uh, master plan opens it up. I know it's a big, big issue. There's there's a lot of complexity to it, and it's very unique. 
I think it does create some issues with with us competitively with other counties, but uh, and, and there might be ways to deal with that, uh, which an outside consultant might be able to help us with. But I think if they can get consult uh, consensus on on this, that master plan maybe we look at master plan at another time. So I, what I would propose is that we do a vote on as it's currently written, and I'm, I'm going to read it out. Consider contracting with an independent third party consultant not engaged in development in Montgomery County to conduct a professional comparative study of development review and permitting processes for Montgomery County with competitor counties in the region and a select group of similarly situated economically competitive counties elsewhere to identify opportunities for streamlining for increases in certainty in the process and improve the overall competitiveness of Montgomery County with the jurisdictions with which it competes. This will require action by county executive and county council in consultation with the planning board. That first sentence, my my um, freshman year college would say that's a run on sentence, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I get the gist of it. Tim. I heard that I was listening to the exchange between Robert and son and I was watching Christina's body language and I don't want to misinterpret, but I thought perhaps a consensus might have formed around like Robert said, it's too broad. I can't support it, but it's looked like maybe he could support if we put between, you know, from intake to the to, what was the last milestone? What's that? To permit issuance. Permit issuance. I mean, I just didn't want to. I was, I was just trying to. It seemed like there might be a consensus. Yeah, yeah. That that if we could get to a consensus on that, that might be. So the question really is coming to you probably, Robert, like does ESAN's recommendation streamline it more than the broad version? And if not, maybe do you have a recommendation of how to streamline it? In the past, we've called it con from concept to occupancy. But what I heard was from application to permit issuance. Is that what I heard? Intake to permit. Intake. 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 You know, to wordsmith on the fly here like this, but um, you know, to narrow it down. I mean, <clears throat> I think Asan is it's helpful to narrow it down the way he did, but I, I still think it's hard to uh, um, to agree to this. Uh, so I, I just want to say we still have the word consider there, so it's not like we're saying this is exactly what has to be done. It's we still have that very loose word consider doing this <laughs> rather than just contract it says yeah. consider contracting so it leaves a little room for wiggle room for what actually will be the rfp point, no? for this report right i'm gonna call a vote i know it's a bold thing to do at this point but i'm gonna call a vote <laughs> and, I, and i'm pretty i'm pretty clear we're doing a roll call on this one yeah. Yes, we're doing a roll call. All right, so um, on the new 27, uh, Robert. No. 
Henry. I'm sorry, Steve. What was the final language for for um, this? I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll read it again. Thank it's. You. Can you see my screen? I can. Okay. So it's consider contracting with an independent third-party consultant, not engaged in development in Montgomery County, to conduct a professional comparative study of development review and permitting processes. I just added from intake to permit issuance for Montgomery County with competitor counties in the region and a select group of similarly situated economically competitive counties elsewhere to identify opportunities for streamlining, for increases in certainty in the process, and to improve overall competitiveness of Montgomery County with the jurisdictions in with the jurisdictions with which it competes. This will require action by county executive and county council in consultation with the planning board. All right, thank you. Okay, so I've got uh, Meredith next. Yes. Tom. Yes. Pam. Abstain. Uh, Libu. Abstain. Isan. Yes. Uh, Stephen. Yes. Tim. Yes. Tiffany. Yes. Karen. Um, Kate. Gary. Yes. Amanda. Yes. Uh, Sharice. All right, so I have. Wait, oh, I Diane. haven't voted, and I don't think Tiffany has either. I just, I voted. Oh, you did? Okay. Mm -hmm. I vote yes. I vote yes. Sorry about that, Diane. All right, so I've got um, one, two, three abstains and three no's, which is 11 out of 17. That doesn't. Six. Four no. What's that? Four notes. Four notes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no, hold on one second. One no. Yeah, two abstains, four notes. So that's 11 out of 17. It does not meet the threshold. All right. So we got close. More cookies, right? Um, all right, so I don't know if we need any further discussion on number 28. I guess we should have clarified before we voted. I had assumed 27 was subsumed. 28, that's what I assumed. I don't know if everyone had assumed I'm okay that. with voting on both. We say versus. I think we made an attempt to combine the two is what 27 is. So. Okay, so we're taking this off the table, no vote. All right, so we have one more, and that um, is back to number three. Glad you remembered that. Page one. We are not done yet. Um, and so uh, this was something that uh, nominally got approved. You know, we didn't have an official vote like we just did. I I don't think we, we did a vote. Yeah. So, oh, so we did vote. It's in the records. So here's vote. Okay. So, so I, I know Tom, Tom um, raised a concern about this last night or this morning. And so, Tom, why don't you weigh in here? So, um, when we uh, voted on this earlier, one of the issues was, was after a discussion that we had. Um, but, um, 
on this issue and then voted. And uh, I, I, at that point, and I know uh, Meredith voted no and uh, expressed her opinion, and there was a lot of discussion, but um, I had not had a chance to speak to the county executive before that vote was taken on that issue. And uh, I was not as aware of some of the issues related to notice uh, that he raised with me. Uh, and uh, his concern was that this eliminates public notice for uh, for these types of projects. And uh, public notice was one of the major issues that we heard about in the witness testimony and both both verbally in the meetings and, and also later. So uh, I have more information and more background on this issue. And now I would like to vote no uh, because of the uh, the uh, Elimination of, uh, of public notice on these issues. So that's that's my position. Okay. Uh, so that's where I am. And hopefully others can express their opinion if they'd like to uh, vote no. And I'm not sure everybody was here when we voted before. I can't remember. Uh, we just it was a show of hands, and uh, so I'm not sure. So Robert then Meredith. So um, I, I did go back and I looked at the notes that Kimberly uh, took. And I believe I sent those uh, yep, you this morning yep. where there was a pretty robust discussion about this. Uh, it was clear that noticing was brought up as a discussion item and that, you know, it would not be part of um, the vote, but also not part of, um, you know, that that process that was acknowledged. And I think it was acknowledged by a number of the people uh, in the work group. Um, so again, I do think we took a vote on it. Um, and the question is, do we revote it? Uh, is, is what I'm hearing, uh, but I, I do think we had a very long discussion on it, uh, and it's the notes from August 24th. Okay, thanks, okay. Meredith. So it's not new. Um, well, we didn't have a specific proposal other than you know to go along with Prince George's County, and the first time that I actually saw the draft legislation was yesterday. Um, and that's when it made it very clear there wasn't going to be any kind of notice and there wasn't any notice in the in the whole legislation for Prince George's. So and people, you know, we were talking in an abstract way. We didn't have anything specific in front of us. And, and I think that's a concern. And in fact, I only some of the group has ever even seen the proposed legislation. The whole work group is correct. Only set out to the uh, Hearing committee or the group. So I, I just want to make a, a distinction. So um, earlier in this process, July or August, what we said was once we came up with a kind of clear agreement on stuff for the state, the delegate asked for language to be drafted and sent to her. So the idea wasn't that this group would approve how the bill would be written up, and still that's the purview of the delegate how she decides to introduce it, right? But that we would provide a recommendation or guidance on what might go into the bill. So I just want to make that distinction. Tom? So one of the things we've been trying to do is to get to consensus. And in our recommendations, we're going to try to give, and are trying to give the delegate consensus view on these issues that she can put forward in the legislature, put in a bill 
to get voted on. I think this, based on our discussions earlier, seemed like there was consensus. I think there is now not a consensus. Bill has not been introduced yet. And I think that you know the county executives objections to it based on the public notice creates a real concern that we put this forward as a recommendation to the delegate. She puts in a bill and then has not consensus support, but objections uh, on this notice issue from county executive and perhaps others. Uh, I think we're putting things in a very difficult position for delegate to go back to the legislature and say, look, this was, uh, I think there's a consensus and then when the bill gets introduced, it's clear there's not. I just want, so when you're using the word consensus, are you defining oh, sorry, it? Sorry, that is kind of, I mean, there, if, when she introduces a bill, I think there is going to be a lot of criticism about the elimination of notice. Prince George County does have it. They've had it for a long time. I get it. That's something that people have agreed to there. I think one of the things that we heard from all the witnesses we heard, there were a lot of people who were extremely concerned about the need to improve public notice. And this is an area where we're eliminating it uh, for some of these issues. And I have concerns that if we put this forward, Delegate puts in a bill on this issue, then it, it, it could get a lot of criticism from the legislature. And that legislative process. So, so for my re-education here, remind me what a minor subdivision plot is. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I just had a question because I and I jump in and out of these discussions. So, um, so the issue of notice. Can you explain to me, Tom, how this eliminates the issue of notice? So, basically, you would have approval of a minor subdivision without it going through a public process where you have. Uh, or it, it just would be the uh, uh, planning uh, director. director, sorry. Okay. Yeah, the planning director approving the minor subdivision plan. And the the argument for it was that, you know, the speed, right. Prince George's, you would speed up the process by three weeks and Prince George's been doing it for a long time. The problem, the trade-off, and the trade-off in a lot of this stuff notice. is streamlining Public versus pub, public yeah. Okay. How Thank much you. can you streamline? How Thank much you. yeah? Public notice. So that's why I wanted to okay. revote and uh, reopen the vote. So. Right, this, so this is what I wrote the memo on before, just to give everybody an idea of what these things were. Um, as we discussed, because we talked about this a lot. <laughs> um, as we discussed, there was the the minor subdivisions are so incredibly minor that we've never in all our time have had that I know any kind of opposition to them at all. I mean, they are things between neighbors where neighbors agree to adjust the lot lines between them, um, you know, things things like that. So I sent a, I sent out the memo, everybody saw it. I mean, we've talked about this a lot. It's up, it's up here now. So yeah, in the minor subdivision part is if you scroll down just a little bit, because there, there was admin and minor. If you, yeah, that's one through nine. So, is there any way to just include notice? It, keep this, but well, include notice somewhere? No, like include it. All no, I, I honestly just don't don't do it this way. Then, if 
we said, hey, this is a way to do, do it, to speed it up. This is how Prince George's does it. And it's very specific in land use article. It's already called out that the change that Tom is objecting to basically just takes out Prince George's and just makes it so it applies to both. But all it's doing is removing the words Prince George's. So um, I think if you want a notice requirement to remain, then you don't you don't make this change because it just becomes too onerous to then include a notice requirement on top of this. Even just notice on the website that it's being signed by the planning director. That's that's after the fact, right? Right. So it would be like after the fact, oh, this was signed, or no, that it was received, and the planning director will be signing it on the state. Just but we don't know when. See, the thing is, is to keep we'll it moving, see. right? Okay. Well, just the planning director will be signing this. I'm just trying to come up with a mm -hmm. suggestion, oh, not trying to argue right. this. My recollection from last time we talked about it was what Christina is saying that if if there's concerns about the fact that making this change removes noticing, then what you want to do is not make this change. Exactly. If it, like if we start trying to add noticing to this change, then what we're actually doing is adding adding more noticing to more of the process overall, and actually burdening yeah. burdening the process and making things more complicated and less streamlined than they already are. Which is kind of the opposite of what we're trying to do. So, like adding, trying to add something, trying to add noticing to this doesn't doesn't move us in, in a forward direction towards streamlining. Are there specific issues without noticing? Like, are people have there been issues with this kind of minor subdivision? No, before? Really? never. That's what I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> never yeah. that I can find. Let's okay. put it that way. I can't. You can never say never. You never know what happened back in you know 1980 or something. But yeah. Then, Noticing has not been an issue as far as we know. Okay. Steve? Yeah. I have my hand up. I'm sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. So can we, my understanding was that we were going to bring all of this, we were going to do a full final vote for all of this on a package. Can we just take this to a vote? Yeah. Everyone fine. okay with re-voting on this? All right, let's do it. Just, just to note, Charisse keeps really great track of all our documents. <laughs> she can amazing. pull it up. That's really amazing. Uh, so, um, so on three, I'm going to read it out. Add language in state law that allows the planning director to approve minor subdivision plats as is already codified for Prince George's County. This will help minor division subplat subdivision plats move quicker through the approval process, saving at least three weeks and match what is already being done in Prince George's County. So, okay. so let me. I'm going to vote against this and because for a number of reasons, including the fact that what's per the memo that you just pulled up, what was done in Prince George's County includes the um, what is called the ownership plats and the, the notice provision. So I'm just saying to so you know, so calling it for a vote. Okay, so let's let's do the roll call. From the top. And just for everybody's notice. This is our last one, <laughs> okay? So uh, I know Tim wasn't wanting to get out of here until 1.30, so I could go really <laughs> slow through the list. Save my cookie as a reward. Uh, all right, uh, Robert. Vote uh, yes. Christina. Yes. Henry. Yes. Meredith. No. Tom. No. 
Pam. Yes. Devu. Yes. Nissan. No. Uh, Steven. No. Tim. No. Uh, Tiffany. No. Aram. Abstain. Um, Kate. Yes. Gary. Yes. Amanda. Abstain. Charisse. I want to abstain as well. And Diane. No. All right. So this one does not pass. Uh, yeah, so we had, I think, close to 10 abstentions in notes. All right. So, um, well, all we got through it all. Good job. It's not 1.30 yet. Let, let me bring up um, the, the final slide here. Uh, and I know um, the delegate, Delegate Lopez, said a few other things around this, but at least as we've talked internally, um, we're going, so the, the draft of the executive summary, we have a first draft. It's now being worked on by other members of our small little steering committee. Uh, we can now add the recommendations in that come, came out of today as a package. Uh, we will also note uh, for those that did get approved but had uh, either abstentions or no's, we'll identify the offices that didn't support it. Um, we're going to be adding in the spreadsheets, the member group member list, and other relevant documents for appendices. Um, and we hope, and this is where I'm asking everyone to cross their fingers with me, to get a draft to all of you by next Friday. Because um, we're trying to hold ourselves to the October 15th. Uh, although I think now that the state will be getting what, what they need, if we need to push that a, a little bit into that following week, we can look at it. Because uh, I, I just don't know how quickly uh, we can work in this condensed time frame, but it will be October 13th or thereabout. We'll actually submit and then I guess we'll need to decide um, kind of beyond any any uh, testimony that needs to be given at the state level, um, what kind of county level meetings need to occur uh, with council or whomever. Um, but I don't I don't know. I mean, people may want to give their advice on what they think that is. But that's kind of the timeline that we're working within, and we want to make sure that you get at least a couple of working days to receive the whole document and um, give us feedback and comment on what might strengthen it, or did we miss anything really critical? Does that make sense? So Can I just add, you mentioned this briefly about testimony, and you know, so uh, I think it's important to remember that there's going to be a couple levels at the state level for this. One will be with the county delegation. The county delegation would have to sign off on this first. Um, and possibly, although maybe not, possibly the Prince George's County delegation because it is a bi-county agency and it's going to have to be approved by them too. So we're going to need help there uh, on the recommendations. And then, of course, then when it comes to the committee jurisdiction in the General Assembly, we're also going to need members from this group to testify at that. So I just wanted to flag that for everybody. The work isn't really done because if you want to get the state part finished, you have to go through a couple uh, groups to uh, to get approved. Will it be as fun as the working group? Um, <laughs> it's going to come to my committee. Okay. So. Well, then it's going to be fun for sure. All right. And any other comments? Just a clarification from delegates. Yes. But the state 
even in the committees, is only going to focus on the state. Correct. Yeah, we uh, we only focus on the things. That the three the or four things. Yeah, three or four things. Okay. I think, uh, and Delegate Lopez and I had a brief conversation about this before she left. We are talking about possibly even doing a briefing for uh, possibly the county delegation because this work group is a product of uh, state action. So uh, there may need to be, you know, something, but, it would, you know, but that wouldn't be for action on all of it. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Any other final questions, comments? All right, here's my closing. Okay. First of all, this has been challenging work, mm -hmm. and I appreciate everyone's dedication to the meetings and doing the work in between the meetings. I want to give a special thanks to Kimberly for um, I, I want to give a shout out to our small group, uh, Libu, Christina, Robert, Pam, Meredith, Tom, because this, this all of these meetings don't happen without the many, many meetings we had in between to kind of move us from. So thank you to all, all six of you for uh, keeping this process going. And, you know, just just like there was disagreements in this room, there were disagreements in our mm -hmm. small group and we did our best to work through them. So. Um, but for me, this has been a real pleasure. Kimberly asked me last week, she's like, would you do this again? It's like, yeah, I'd do this again. <laughs> right. You all might. Yeah, it would be a lot easier to make decisions if I'm the only one facilitating myself. No, so, but it's been really great. It's been really great meeting all of you, uh, getting to work with you. And, and uh, you know, my hat's off to you because this is not, this is not easy stuff. Um, this is very complex. We've worked through an enormous amount of things. I mean, I've been in a lot of public testimony processes. I've never seen a, especially a group this size, go through with kind of a fine tooth comb on so many things. So hats off to you for that, even though we didn't even get to like 30% of it. So anyway, I, I hope you're all feeling pretty good. We've got, I, I lost count, but 20 plus recommendations that are going forward. I think when I first talked to Delegate Lopez three months ago, she wasn't thinking in the numbers of 20. So she was thinking, give me a handful for the state, get a handful for county, and we're good to go. So I feel like we did good work. Obviously, we couldn't find agreement everywhere, but this is a good foundation. I wish you the best. I will continue to work with the group uh, to any anything needed with regard to the report, but uh, just thank you to everybody. Robert, I just had one more thank you, and she's not here, and she'd be embarrassed if we thanked her. But Emily, yes, all this work, the nice logistics, communication, food. Yeah, Emily was great. My final thank you would be to to you, Steve, because you have played me in <laughs> well, it's been my pleasure. I, I I really did enjoy working with a lot of great people around the papers. I want to add on behalf of Delegate Lopez and myself to echo Senator Kramer's comments about how much we in the Family General Assembly appreciate the work on this as well. And thank you, Steve. Absolutely. Thank you, Delegate. All right. I finally got us out before time and went out again. Go forth and prosper, everybody. Thank you all. Thank you, Diane. Thank you, Tiffany.